0: second episode of social suplexes podcast about aew with a proclivity for positivity welcome to all things elite i am your host floyd johnson and with me today in the first part of a special two-part episode is the heart of the elite tiffany how are you doing today tiffany
1: i am great how are you floyd
0: i am great uh we uh, got big weekend ahead wish i was as I think I was supposed to leave for Vegas yesterday, so it, it is I know
1: it was either today or tomorrow for me I can't remember but yeah it's yeah. uh it's it's rough knowing that we should be headed there for yeah, sure
0: A little disheartening. I figured uh May Memorial Day in uh, Vegas was gonna be the new like yearly tradition for me. So. It, it
1: we'll pick it back up next year.
0: Yeah, we will definitely pick it back up next year. We already uh, have our tickets. So. <laughs> yeah, we, we definitely, yeah. That is cool that we already have our tickets to roll over. I'm excited about that.
1: Yeah, I love that option.
0: All right, so just to let everyone know that's listening, we are recording on Thursday. Uh, this is a, a special two-part episode, as in the first part is going to be me and Tiffany. We're going to go over Dynamite from last night, and then we're going to preview Double or Nothing, and then there's going to be kind of a second preview with uh, getting uh, Amy's thoughts. It's just going to be basically getting Amy's thoughts. You're going to get my thoughts in the first section. But before we start all that, uh, we every uh, AEW uh, pay-per-view, We give away a free viewing of the show. Uh, This uh, year we ran uh, this year we ran the contest for double or nothing, and then I also did additional content, uh, additional group where you could also gain an entry by uh, supporting our friend Jay Walker on his YouTube. So I took all the tallies. We love
1: Jay. Jay's fantastic.
0: (laughs) Jay is you know like part of our little family you know it's like he really is yeah so it's like like, jay
1: is actually salt of the earth not like mjs like (laughs) it's jay really is salt of the earth and we absolutely love him so support jay walker he has pro wrestling tees he has youtube follow him buy his stuff he is great
0: yeah he's a good dude so i was like hey give out an extra entry so when i was going through the entries last night i was like man i'm gonna make sure do something special so we can encourage people to continue to uh st- support our show and can p- continue to get in the contest and know there's winners. I went ahead and pulled two winners. Uh the first winner uh was at Poke Matt 438. Matt entered by uh, f- uh, subscribing to Jay's channel and uh comment on this page, he won. I've already contacted Matt, uh, got his information, so he'll be watching Double or Nothing, uh, for free. And the second one made me super happy, and I promise you, it was completely random. Our <laughs> I'm a friend so of happy the show, <laughs> yeah, friend of the show, Jackie Rodriguez at Love You Make Twenty Four. I was very happy to. to- she was one of my favorite people that I got to tell they won. She won the second uh, uh, second viewing of Double or Nothing. She'll be watching on BR Live. I Already contacted her, gave her the credentials. So both award uh, both award winners have already been given their awards. Uh, congratulations to Matt and Jackie. I, we at All Things Leap, me, Tiffany, Amy. We all hope you just we hope you enjoy the show and that it is comes from our heart. Yeah, we do it to support AEW. That's the only reason. I want I want people to of course listen to our show, but if you come to li- uh, listening to our show or supporting AEW, if you have to pick two, I'm always going to go with pick supporting AEW cuz love the product.
1: Yeah, and if you didn't win, um just try next time cuz like Floyd said, we do this every pay-per-view, but make sure you still order the show mm-hmm. because we're going to be talking about it here soon, but it is a absolutely ridiculously stacked card that is going to be worth double the price to buy it. Absolutely, just without question. I'm so excited for it, and we're going to talk about it. But definitely purchase it on DR Live or Fight TV internationally and support AEW and support them because they they have not let up once since this pandemic started. Um, they have delivered show after show. People have worked. So hard and you know in turn i know tens are rough but if you are able to afford it um i wouldn't pass it up i think it's going to be well worth it
0: a- absolutely and that's what's important and i had talked to tiffany and next time we're going to be giving the show away a little bit earlier so you can uh so uh as you in- So people wouldn't be waiting on us to decide whether they're going to buy it. So we're going to be giving away a little bit earlier. It wasn't even something I thought of, but that's why it's good to have good partners because they think of things you don't think of, which is great.
1: Exactly. Go back and (laughs) forth and help each other out. (laughs) Yes.
0: All right. And this episode of the show, as always, is brought to you by Power Slam TV. Use the code social suplex at powerslam.tv and get the first month free. Just know there's over four thousand hours of content from wrestling brands all around the globe, and I'll give us our give you our socials. Uh, please support us by following at at Elite Pod, at Social Suplex, at Phoenix AEW, and last but not least at All Elite Tiffany on Twitter. Uh, make sure you're following to get the news from our page and her page, and make sure you go to YouTube. And follow Heart of the Elite, or that is Tiffany's YouTube page, and that that is our great companion piece to our show, and it gives you all the information that she gets into. It. Perfect. All right.
3: (laughs) So what
0: we're going to do, I was like, we're not, generally we go through the whole week, but because we're trying to, we got kind of a lot to cover, we're going to condense it. We're just going to talk about Dynamite from last night and a uh, double or nothing preview. So Dynamite from last night started pretty hot. Uh, We had, uh, we kicked off with Moxley versus 10, a.k.a. Preston Vance in a non-title match. What did you think of this match, Tiffany?
1: I, you know, I I enjoyed it. I think Moxley has done a phenomenal job as champion considering, you know, he's a face champion and he can't feed off the crowd who love him. So it's, it's hard. Um, and I hope that he, which I know we'll get into this more when we preview uh, the pay-per-view, but I hope he gets the chance to, be champion when the crowds return, because, you know, it it definitely changes the momentum and just the whole thing when you're a champion and you don't have that crowd. And it just, you know, they've done a great job on the shows, but for him personally, I'm sure it's rough to not be able to go out there with that title and, and have a crowd behind you. Um, But I, I think he's done a great job with it on the mic, just everything. He, he just brings it. And I, I enjoy, I actually enjoy the Dark Order so much now that we, I've never disliked them, but the more they build and now that we have Mr. Brody Lee and, and Ten as an addition, I think it's kind of, it's just getting where it needed to be. And I kind of always knew it would, but you know, everything takes time to build. And like we've talked about a million times on the show, patience and just let things happen. But yeah, I thought the match itself was awesome. I think it was, a really great way to get people hyped for the match. Um, on Saturday, you know, you had Brody Lee come out and he has 10 take a knee and he Brody on the mic is just so good. And he is just nailing the exalted one role. It's just, it works so well for him. So I enjoyed the match. And then after the match, we saw kind of a, I don't know if he broke his arm, but he definitely, uh, Moxley put Ten's arm into a chair and kind of definitely, uh, Rodney Leeds sacrificed Ten to leave still holding Moxley's title. So I thought it was a really, like you said, it was a hot start to the show, definitely builds that title match. Um, It was a great opportunity for Ten to get out there with Moxley. So that's awesome because he's still such an up-and-comer with a ton of potential. So, yeah, I thought it was a great way to start the show.
0: Yeah, I think they did a really good job with uh, ten being in the match with him, he hung with him for a while. I they definitely see some a bright future in uh ten, Uh especially as like, the right hand man of Mister Brody. Lee Uh loves him that, or Mister Brody as he likes to be called. But <laughs> yeah, uh, Mox finished it off. It is funny he gave him he gave him his uh, paradigm shift. He then gave him yeah a gotch pile driver.
3: Dude,
1: that pile of-
0: <laughs> <laughs> that. was
1: so sick. That was amazing.
0: Yeah. So and then he gave him the elevated paradigm shift to really put him down. And as Tiffany mentioned after the match, uh, he basically wrapped uh, Preston Vance's arm in a chair. Told Mister Brody Lee he had the option to bring him his belt to save his boy's arm, and Mister Brody Lee said you know we all must make sacrifices and he left with the belt Mox took the chair rammed it on it and broke uh, pre- uh broke tin's arm and yeah so he sacrificed his arm for the dark order so and yeah. you know
1: that and they're, but they're not a cult i mean they're they're not he so it's it's fine it's just I, he sometimes you do something for your friends so
0: he does not like it when you use that word it is one of the <laughs> banned words From Mr. Brody, so.
1: (laughs) Yeah, but I did. I thought it was a great opener. Um, And I'm excited to see uh, Vanilla Vance or Preston Vance or Ken now um, in this role. I think, uh, um, you know, people, some know he's been a part of Cody's entourage in the past. He's nightmare family or was nightmare family. And um, he's very talented, you know, trained in uh, Georgia and He's, uh, he's got a really bright future ahead of him. And, and if, you go to, if you go to his social media and just kind of think it's on his Instagram, he, if you post his story, he's got a pretty good story as well. So I'm just really happy for him. And I was thinking kind of way long-term because who knows how long this 10 um, and dark order, like part of him being with them. But if there comes a point when they're really confident in him and he turns on them and takes the mask off. He just has a great look, and and he will he could be an immediate babyface, and I think do really well down the road. So I'm just really excited for him.
0: He yeah, he's a handsome guy, definitely. Uh, the next match we had is uh, MJF accompanied by Warlow with Tiffany's second favorite wrestler, Mr. Fun Size <laughs> Marco Stunt. Uh, your
1: favorite <laughs> <laughs> I knew you were going to do that.
0: Your second favorite wrestler. It's cool. It's cool. We all
1: <laughs> We all have a second favorite. We I all say?
0: have a second favorite wrestler. It's great that you're with <laughs> Marco Stunt. Uh He did not fare well in this match. Uh, MJF pretty much dominated. Marco had a couple hope spots, but in the end, uh mjf hit him with the shoulder breaker then the salt of the earth arm bar and marco submitted uh after the match which actually is what you know kind of got it a little bit more fired up mjf gave marco an uppercut with the dynamite diamond ring jungle boy and luchasaurus came out to marco's aid mjf and warlow stormed off did you have any overall opinions of this match?
1: I mean, I, I was fine with seeing MJF beat up Marco. Um, I have no personal problem with Marco. He's just not my favorite, but, but everyone, you know, it's yeah, fine. Yeah, he's your um, second no, favorite. It, I, I just yeah. said that. Ah. <laughs> but no, I mean, it, it did exactly what it was supposed to do. Um, I don't think anyone thought going into double or nothing that Max was going to lose, but you know, like like you said, there were those few hope spots. I think, you know, I think Marco definitely has a place in AEW, and um, but it, you know, so. But I just, I'm, I'm an MJF fan. I don't like to admit that often, but every now and then, I yeah, whenever I'm on the show, you get me somehow to like talk about how much I like Max, and it's not fair. Why do you do this to <laughs> me? But, but, but yeah, I enjoyed the segment. I mean, the match itself, it, you know, it did what it needed to do. It brought out. Jungle Boy and Luchasaurus and I think everybody is just like clamoring for Wardlow versus Luchasaurus down the road and I know I'm one of those people so I I, one of these days we're going to get that it's going to be epic but yeah it did what it it needed to do it got me more excited for Jungle Boy versus MJF um, on Saturday and uh, I just I thought it was really funny when MJF was like I'm so soft of the earth. Like, it was just a funny way to, to say it, and I just I really enjoyed that. But, yeah, I thought it was, it, it was good. And, uh, but it went, it went how I figured it would. But I think we all kind of expected, you know, <laughs> Marco to not win on, on Dynamite uh, against MJF. But it was, it was good.
0: They did a great job on commentary. Got to get a shout-out to the commentary team. Uh, Marco's stunt being short. And they uh, did a good job of telling how that can be hit to his advantage. How every kick, punch, headbutt he does is like an uppercut, because he's not going to hit you straight going forward. He's going to hit you going up towards your chin, and how that can call, uh, knock you off guard. I just like I'm watching the show. I'm like, this dude has no chance. But they actually sold me on his his moves being effective because when you look at yeah, it, that's you, true. You, you when you look at it, you see. Oh yeah. Every shot he does is like an uppercut. I mean
1: And the thing is like that that is completely valid and you're always gonna have that speed and things like that versus someone you know, like even in matches where Cody's had matches where he said, you know, he's the smaller guy that like like against Lance, the longer it goes, the more it's in his favor. And things like that are very valid. So it, it is. That's a great job, like you said, on commentary to point out those things that I might not have thought over, like you didn't think of. And then you're going, wait, you know, they're actually right about that. So
0: hats yeah. Yeah, off to them because that's, that's great. And the next segment is a segment some like 20-something years in the making. Uh, one of yeah. the best two people on the mic In wrestling, we have Jake the Snake Roberts and the Nightmare Family head coach Arn Anderson. They join Tony Schiavone in the ring to discuss Saturday's match between their clients. Um, yeah, uh, I thought this because I mean they said a lot, and I'm not just gonna go through every word they said, but I thought this was amazing. This is like it was the eight to eight year old inside of me. Was just giddy. And it, and it, I really was. I was actively giddy uh, waiting on this because Arn Anderson, I remember, Jake was the DDT guy. And Arn Anderson was the first person I ever saw to use the DDT, like, other than Jake as a finisher. And mm-hmm. you know, you know, oh, me and my brother. When my brother was a Jake fan. I was an Arn fan. We'd always discuss whose DDT was better. You know, that's like, <laughs> awesome. And, you know, we would always talk about whose DDT is better. So we was like, man, when they wrestle one day, and one day never really came. I mean, never, they never came because they never had a one on one match. And you know, because they they generally probably were on the same side. You know, as far as heels faces, and I believe yep. Jake left. Jake was in WWF when the uh, Brainbusters were, but They were working as a heel tag team. He was working as a singles face. They really didn't uh, g- cross paths. So apparently the only match they were ever in was like the 90-something Royal Rumble, and they weren't even in the ring at the same time. So that's, that's crazy that these two yeah, legends, is- these two masters of the mic, were away from each other. What did you think about the segment? Did you have any, like, memorable lines that they said? I'm I'm going to cover this more as an overview than, like, a line-by-line. Line. So, what do no, you think? No, you're good.
1: Um, I, Well, I thought it was awesome just because, like you said, you had two of the absolute best in there. And I'm just – you know, Aaron has just been so cool as the coach of the Nightmare family. I enjoy when they do, like, the coach's corner. He still has it just – hearing him talk, I just I always enjoy that. I know Arn's your guy, but I really do enjoy him as well. And then seeing Jake the Snake back and he just hasn't lost it at all. He gets on the mic and it's just like, dude, like no time has passed. He's so he's just so sleazy. I was not a fan of him calling Brandy a bimbo. <laughs> but um I but I mean he, he's just so good at getting under your skin and seeing them too, you know, kind of almost wanna have, you know, it out right there I mean like you said that was just kind of like what am I, am I really watching this right now in 2020 but it was good like it was really good um I thought the segment was great um I just was a little bit if personally like I get why we didn't see Archer and Cody because we had a huge build last week with them and the match I mean it's for the title it's they had several commercials throughout dynamite that really got me pumped up for the TNT championship match. But I I guess I just, when I saw the um, segment advertised, I just assumed it would be the last build for that match. So I thought we'd see Archer and Cody. So after it initially ended, I was a little bit bummed. I was like, Oh, okay. No, no Cody, no Archer. But I, you know, as I got further away from it and rethought it, I was like, well, for, who cares? Cause the segment was great. Everyone is already so hyped for the TNT championship match. And I mean, it, and the, the segment was just good. Like seeing two of the best on the mic and, and then poor Shavani in there. And, you know, I, it was, it was a, it was an excellent segment and I have no complaints. Um, I just initially was like, wait, I thought for sure we'd see the, you know, the Cody and Lance come out, but it didn't hurt the segment at all it just surprised me a little bit but it was great
0: you know what i i you know i can to build on that i was missing that fire that internet meme worthy that video going around cody go home promo
3: yes thank you like
1: i i know i was me too that's like a given <laughs> yes.
3: on a Dynamite before a pay-per-view <laughs> Yeah,
0: you know, and it's usually like really hot and Bleacher Report sharing it and ESPN sharing it because he cuts the And The, the Rock promo. complimenting
3: it. Yeah,
0: yeah, and it's just like, huh, no, he wouldn't get it. And it was just like, I, 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 you know, I am going to trust the process, but I can honestly say I agree with you that felt like that was missing. Like, the Arne and Jake thing was amazing. Life thing that I like going on. I like that they called each other out. Jake saying, you know, Arne, you're not used to being by yourself you know, hinting towards the Four Horsemen situation. Uh, Arn Anderson telling Jake that Mike Tyson might knock him out. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And he's like, and letting him know. And oh my God, when J- Jake's cutting his promo, the uninterested look on Arn Anderson's face was like, <laughs> priceless. <laughs> he's like, he couldn't say that. I'm like, I could tell you moments from this. I could watch it again right now. It was a very exciting moment, but it's just something about that scathing borderline pipe bomb borderline uh shoot in it style that Cody has where he just cuts to the core of his opponent and I ain't get it. And it is like Yeah, and I think
1: that's where I'm at with you. Like I it I don't like when I talk about the lack of that, it's not dismissing the Arn and Jake segment. It's kind of a separate thing to me. I just expect it because they are the two backing uh, Archer and Cody. That somehow it would all tie in together. So as a, as on its own, that was such a great segment. It's definitely not like a complaint. It's just I'm with you. I we didn't even see Cody on the show at all. That that blew my mind. Um, but I also yeah. noticed um, before Revolution, because we were in Kansas City, same thing. Yeah. We did not get Cody on the Go Home show, which was a, another surprising. So that's two pay-per-views in a row. And I don't know if it's um the way Cody thinks everything through so thoroughly and this just kind of came to mind as you mentioned us not getting the go-home promo and that we didn't get it before Revolution as well if it's kind of more Cody's um the way he kind of thinks things through so thoroughly that he didn't defeat Jericho for the title you know has he lost the ability in you know on the show to come out there and and deliver a promo like that right now then he lost to Max and now he's on a roll but if he wins that t- title, then he's back and he can come out there and say those things because he feels he can back them up. Like, if you notice, if anyone asks Cody about MJF now, he constantly says, I-, "I he beat me, I've lost the right to talk shit about him. I mean, and and that's just how dedicated Cody is to everything that happens in AEW and on Dynamite. So I can almost see that being something That is purposely not happening, but I definitely missed
0: it. (laughs) Yeah, like every one of his matches has a consequence. When he loses, there's a long-going consequence. Like when he lost to uh, Jericho, he can't get to to be the world title champion again. Now he lost to MJF. It's like I can't say anything about MJF. He sticks to his guns when it comes to the results, and wins and losses actually matter. And I just want to yeah, point that, that out to people. Out <laughs> I, I'll point that out to people. When they say wins and losses matter, it's that there is a consequence to each win and wins and loss. Storyline, it matters. you know. I know they got the stats and all that stuff, but what's more important is that your win and your loss has an impact on the show going forward. So Absolutely. It, I just saw that as a complaint. Someone just posted, you know, it's one of those things that I generally just scroll by and they, they were like, well, they say the rankings matter, but they're doing these number one contender things. I'm like, it's two separate things. I don't even know how you're confused, but yeah, yes. Definitely. Uh, <laughs> so, so the bastard Pac had a message from England for orange Cassidy. Ray Phoenix is going to send you, your maker uh, send you to your maker, Orange Cassidy. Consider yourself warned. I miss Pac. I I think when it comes to intensity in a promo, I don't think there's anyone better in wrestling than him. Like when he cuts the promo, he sounds like he can he will kill you. Like he could say he hi does. to you, and it sounds like a threat. That's <laughs> just like and that is yeah. that is talented. It's like no matter what he says, this sounded like like you know what? I'm sending Ray to take you out. Not to win the match. We don't care about that. I'm sending him to take you out. Uh then we had Orange Cassidy, uh escorted out by the best friends, but they left. And then Ray Phoenix, uh Pentagon, they mentioned during the uh mentioned during the show that Pentagon is stuck in Mexico. They have a travel ban, so he can't make it. Of course the Bastard Pac is stuck in England. They they have a travel ban, so that our uh, death triangle is uh is uh, just one person right now. But uh hopefully that all gets resolved soon. But then they went on to put on I I don't want to understate it or overstate it. I felt like match of the night an amazing match.
3: It really was.
0: <laughs> it was just very entertaining. It's like Orange Cassidy was doing his thing with the pockets, and then, you know, he kind of got pissed. <laughs> yeah. That's the perfect way to
1: do um, Orange Cassidy because, you know, he, he holds true to that personality, but then there are times where you get more, and it's just like, and it makes it validates him being there, which, you know, I think most people are all about him, but there are those ones that that still just can't just accept it and have fun and stuff and take it a little maybe a little too seriously. But but then he has those moments and you're like, Who belongs there? Like, yeah, I agree. I thought it was really entertaining. I enjoyed it very much.
0: Uh the um the finish of the match came, um uh, when uh Orange Cassidy reversed out of uh, Ray Phoenix's fin- a finisher and he was doing his air raid. Uh, Kip Sabian carried a ladder out to the ramp and perched himself on it. Uh, Cassidy turned around to look at Kip Sabian up on the ladder. Ray Phoenix hit a low blow and got the roll up for the win. So it I actually like the result there because it, it really does still protect Orange Cassidy uh ray phoenix of course is ray phoenix i think i i've always said uh when it comes to entering work he it's to me the best wrestler in the world so uh it might be somebody else you know so other people have other opinions and i don't think you're wrong i just i love watching ray phoenix work anytime he's in the ring he does something that i've never seen before he does he makes something look incredibly difficult or he does something that I think should injure him, and then it doesn't. <laughs> and he did that in this case, because after the yeah. match, uh, as you might expect with a match that features nine people, uh, there was kind of a Donnybrook. Frankie Tazarian Scorpio came out to uh, check on Orange Cassidy. Uh, Jimmy Havoc uh, went to aid Kip. Things broke down into a brawl. Uh, Cole Cabana... Uh, springboarded off the ropes. They uh, They actually in the review we missed something. Ray Phoenix does this springboard moonsault, and literally no one th- doesn't touch anybody.
1: <laughs> yeah, it was beautiful, and he just floated down. But man, he he definitely went back right to the. Man, no
0: one was... caught him. No one got in no the way. <laughs> it was it was the wrestling <laughs> equivalent of an airball, but it looked yeah. painful. I was like, "What the hell?" Again, but, you know,
1: it, we have nine people in a ladder match on Saturday, so those things might happen again. Unfortunately,
3: yeah,
0: so. so yeah, nothing else. like. And then you find out at the show, you're like, "Oh, Ray." You like in my mind, I'm like, "I'm hope he's okay. He might not make it to the show. Oh, he walked away just fine."
3: Ray <laughs> Phoenix. <laughs> that is human, Ray I'm Phoenix.
0: Kidding, I- <laughs> so, yeah, uh, Colt Cabana did a springboard off the ropes. I didn't even know he could do that anymore. <laughs> cool, I know. I
1: thought to say, I mean, I, I've really, I've been a fan of Coal Cabana for years. Like I, you know, I'm originally from Northwest Indiana. I I did all the ROH and like indie shows in the Chicago area back in the day before I moved to Kansas City. Very much a fan of Coal Cabana, and um, I mean, but you know, I as you get away from certain promotions, not like on purpose, but you know, I didn't know he. I, I just, yeah, that blew my mind. I mean, he's so good, and he's he's one of those guys kind of like Cody who's been around so long, and you forget just how long they've been around because they're just, just as good, and, and if not better, and keep improving. And he actually even looked kind of like he maybe he slimmed out a little bit. Like, yeah. I don't know. He looked amazing, and I cannot wait to see him in this ladder match because... I don't know, like when I hear ladder match, I don't think Colt Cabana, but then I see him do this springboard, and I'm like, and he th- he's always one of those guys that just kind of surprise you like that. You, you're you like, I know Colt is really good, and I think people forget how good he is. And I am so excited to get to see him have this opportunity to go out there and shine because I'm sure there are people even still who aren't 100% on board with who he is. You know, I mean, he's so popular, but – but mainstream, probably not so much. And I think he this this might be a moment where he breaks out and has becomes that mainstream like name because he he just it's one of those things when they signed him how they're like just makes sense you you of course you should be in AEW and he should be because um, even if he wasn't completely uh, like you know right in the movement with like Cody Matt and Nick and everybody he was still doing those things on his own. So bringing it together just makes sense. And he's just so great. So I, I'm really excited. And I thought that, yeah, when he came out and did that, I was just like, what the heck? Like, that, that was amazing.
0: Yeah, uh, he's one of those guys. And like I said, I've seen him remind people that he's a wrestler. And it's just like, because yes. hes <laughs> it, you, it, 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 it's more of a compliment a church, than anything <laughs> because he's so good at everything else. When he's a commentator, yeah. a backstage guy, the comedy guy, he's so good at it, you real, you forget that, you know, just in in the ring one on one, he can wrestle really well. So Yeah, as, that's so true. Yeah, so I like I said, I just forgot how athletic he can be. And it's like it was pretty cool seeing it. Then we had so they're all Wait, gonna real be real quick. Yeah.
1: Are, are you moving on to the next match, or are we still – because I wanted to talk about real quick the Pac thing at the beginning. If okay, before we go move go on. I just wanted to mention because I, I always enjoy Pac, but I have to say that he's never – like if I make a top ten list, he's never on it. But it's not that I don't like him, but I have to say, and I think this is something in general that's going to be um, – I always try to find the positive in everything, in the positive of – the pandemic and the effect it's had on wrestling is when people come back that we haven't seen in a while, I think it's going to make you appreciate them so much more. Even if, like I said, I, I actually, there's no one in AEW that I, I don't like that. I absolutely hate or like, you know, I don't hate anybody, but, but I mean, you know, he just wasn't someone I would put on my top 10 list, even though I enjoyed matches. But when they, when I saw him and I, the death triangle and just all of that, I was so excited because I was like, Oh my God, that's like it. I, we haven't seen him on there in a while and, and, and just referencing the death triangle because it just started to get going. And then all this happened and there were travel bans and, and stuff. So it, it just, I, I thought it was awesome. It was and like Floyd said, you know, he, he could say the nicest thing to you and still sound like he is going to kill you. So he's so good, but it just, it made me appreciate him all the more because we haven't really seen him. And I I think, you know, in terms at least of wrestling, if there's a positive to come of, the fact that we um, haven't been able to see people on the show, which at, we'll get towards the end of the show. We talk about the end of Dynamite. There's uh, even more of that. But even people that you wouldn't maybe have necessarily on your top ten list, even if you like them, you're going to feel that much more excited. Because that's how I felt. And, and I also felt that way when I felt Butcher and Blade in the uh, in the audience. I was like, dude, Butcher and Blade. I was so excited. So, um, But, yeah, I thought that Pasta yeah, video was I, exceptional so i just (laughs) had to
0: mention that yeah i put in all caps on our twitter the butcher butcher and the blade are in the building because i was like yes "Yes." i was like i'm so excited that you know our our people are slowly coming back
1: yes and it's just it just makes it exciting because you know you really does absence makes the heart grow fonder and when you in wrestling i think we take a lot of things for granted and i think this as you know i'm hoping in general you know there's that this will make a lot of people more appreciative of things um, moving forward. And I think not just in wrestling, but since this is about wrestling, we're talking about that. But I also have to say real quick, just on a personal note with Wood and I, that I I, I definitely think when we met uh, Butcher and the Blade and the Bunny in Kansas City, like, I already thought they were, they were already growing on me. And then they were, like, literally the nicest people ever, like, hugging us and just smiling and so nice that I just, like immediately like, grew fonder of them after that so i was just so excited to see them uh, in the crowd on last night
0: yeah and the butcher is a buffalo bills fan and you got to respect that because they haven't been good in forever and he still reached for them <laughs> you gotta respect
1: that's the that. loyalty that is
0: loyalty so you know i always i mean when it comes to football that's what i i, I like a person that like sticks with their team and you know you, can, you can't you can be a fair weather Bulls fan be a Bills fan because the, <laughs> the weather's not fair very often so there you go alright the next match is we had a tag team match uh, we had the AEW world champion Nyla Rose carrying Sheeta's Kendo stick and Dr. Britt Baker DDS versus Hikaru Sheeta and the galaxy's greatest alien Chris Statlander um in this match um there was this one spot and i i was i'm only asking you because you might hear things that i don't but when they uh did the hip toss to nyla in the corner she looks like she landed pretty nastily on brit's knee have you heard anything about Britt's status i have not the
1: only thing that i and this is, I, I, can, I don't want to use this as any kind of, like, hope, because I don't, I'm hoping Britt's okay. I was really worried because we saw Doc Sampson. She was on the ring apron. He was over there during the match talking to her. But I did notice um, last night Sunny Kiss posted a little kind of really quick video on his um, Instagram, and Britt was in the background of it. and And she wasn't necessarily, like, part of the video and she was just kind of sitting there but it was like well after the show so I hope I was hoping it was like recent but I don't know for sure I don't want to use that as a reference or point of reference because I I don't know if it how recent it was but it 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 kind of made me feel good that hopefully it was uh like because when I looked at it it was like it was posted like five minutes ago so it wasn't from like way earlier in the night and I was like maybe that means it's okay like maybe they're hanging out or something I don't know but I don't know for sure because I posted later posts that i had on my phone, you know, from earlier. So I just don't want to use it as a point of reference. But in general, I have not heard anything. Um, I They did do the rundown of the matches for Double or Nothing after this match, and they did not take away or mention anything when they showed the graphic for Britt's match. So I'm just hoping that it was just one of those in the moment, like, a, you know, where it felt really bad, but it wasn't so bad. But in general, as well as I haven't seen anything reported.
0: Yeah, um... Yeah, when I saw it, I like I did not see it. Or, like I saw the move happen, but I didn't see how she landed. Actually, yeah, it was people on messengers like, "Did you see that? Did you see that?" And I'm watching. I rewind it like thirty seconds, and I'm like, "Oh!" And you know, make the make the uh, crazy face. You know, like, "Oh my god!" That yeah. looked like that hurt. Uh, and yeah, so of course you have in all the fandom. You have some people extreme. That she had to tear an ACL. I'm a more positive person. So I'm hoping, you know, it's not that. You know, I hope it's nothing uh, that'll keep her out too long. Uh, Britt's probably on one of her, I don't want anyone to get hurt ever, but she's probably on one of her hottest streaks as a wrestler right now. Her character is yeah. hitting all the right notes. So this would suck if this was the, all, all injuries suck. Don't want anybody hurt. I want to make that clear. But especially right now with how hot she is as far as her character and how much it's getting over, it would suck for her to get injured now.
1: Yeah, the timing would just be – just make it all the worse. And I'm just really, really hoping that it's nothing serious. And in the moment, it just felt it. Um, So hopefully we'll have an update on that soon. But I did – like I said, and again, you know, it was live. So, you know, they were probably – still seeing what was going on, but I was really hoping, like, I felt a little more confident when they ran the graphics and advertised the match, uh, you know, with Britt's match for Double or Nothing. So I'm hoping that's a good sign. And then, like I said, later on after Dynamite saw Britt in the background of Sonny's uh, little Instagram video, so I'm really, really, really hoping because I just, uh, it would kill me right now, especially like Floyd said. Britt is just on such a hot streak, and it's only going to keep getting bigger and bigger, and I just would hate to see something like that sideline her.
0: Yeah, uh, yeah. We will retweet it, send it out on Twitter. Make sure you're following uh, the All Things Elite Twitter and Tiffany's Twitter. You'll get the update as soon as we see anything because we're always on Twitter. <laughs> so, yeah, don't worry. yeah,
1: I I am constantly uh, making sure I'm staying. I don't I try not to miss a beat. So yeah,
0: yes. Match ended. Nyla uh, pinned Cheetah with the uh, Beast Bomb after the match. Nyla got her favorite, her favorite accoutrement her uh, table, and she was ready to (laughs) put Sheeta through it. It actually worked against her in this case uh, because Statlander uh, jumped in to try to assist. Sheeta then suplexed Nyla off the top rope through the table, so Nyla got a little taste of her own medicine leading into their title match at Double or Nothing holy Sheeta. <laughs> yeah yeah I I, says, I, she I, is surprisingly strong
1: <laughs> and also I want to say um Chris Batliner as well when she had Nyla up on her shoulders I was just like dude like I was so impressed and then yeah that's superplex from Sheeta. I I 100% want Nyla to retain the title we all know I love Nyla so much I, I kind of like the Moxley situation I don't I want to see her have a run more with the title where she has the opportunity to be in front of the live crowd. Um, and we'll talk about that more when we discuss uh, our preview and predictions for Double or Nothing. But, um, but I mean, you can't dismiss just, I mean, everyone loves Sheeta, so I'm not, I don't need to convince anybody. But, I mean, that was just impressive. I love Sheeta. Um, that and that was just a moment where I was like, I think a lot of people. I saw, I saw a lot of holy sheetas on a, on a Twitter after that, and rightfully so. That was super impressive, and I, and hats off to Nyla as well because she, they couldn't have performed that spot better if they tried. I mean, it was, it, I think it was perfectly done, executed. By both parties and they it was just it was it was beautiful to see and just the strength of Sheeta that was really really cool
0: yeah it went when you look at this match uh, you don't um, you're looking at the time we've had off and you know how sometimes bad things can have good results well before it happened we were looking at a match between Nyle and B well B got stuck in the travel so it was kind of this gap and there was no real contender because Nyla wasn't on the show it really they took that time and Cheetah went on this hot streak and they have really really built her up and it has really uh set up her as a real threat to beat Nyla Sunday which if it may have happened a month or two ago I don't know if everybody would have bought it so it's like the time has built up this rivalry and I'm looking forward to the match no DQ Fa uh anything goes match that's going to be great
1: absolutely
0: all right so we get uh alex marvez interviewing john moxley in the back and he says Brody lee is going to sleep and he'll have lost the match and whatever power he thought he had it was nice knowing you uh brodie lee i said early in the night that he needs to win this match because, you know, he's doing it for all of his followers. So I am really looking forward to uh, Saturday. We'll talk more about our predictions and stuff later. Uh, Sean Spears Network, SSN, had some breaking (laughs) news. Uh, Spears claimed Dustin Rose has retired. Uh, Fake news! Fake news! And then he asked why. The chairman of the AEW doesn't have a match at Double Never no- Nothing, so he challenged De- uh, Dustin to a match this Saturday. Uh, I haven't heard anything about D- Dustin Rhodes retiring, said Jim Ross, so it's booked for this Saturday at Double Nothing. We're going to have Sean Spears versus Dustin Rhodes. Hopefully Dustin is recovered from that beating he got from Lance Archer uh, and, you know, b- be be his normal natural self against sean spears then it's main event time we had the spanish god perennial perennial dynamite main eventer sammy guevara against broken matt hardy who's representing the Elite. i was just thinking like if you take like the elite out of it i don't think any you know other than maybe Jericho, I don't think anyone's main evented Dynamite more than Sammy G.
1: Sammy G. is freaking amazing. <laughs> like I, I know we've always liked him, but I, I find myself tweeting more and more about him. Is kind of how I know that someone's really like won me over because you know my Twitter is predominantly Cody. So yeah. when I have people that I like enough to constantly talk about, and I feel that's happening more and more with him. Yeah, he, dude, yeah, you're right, he he is like the guy, like it's it's Jericho and then it's Sammy G, like who would have thought, but I'm so happy it's worked out that way, because he's so good.
0: Yes, he's, it's funny, because he, you know, when they talk about wrestling, and they talk about the different roles you take, and he's like, you should give whatever role you're in, you should give it your all, I don't think anybody personifies that more than Sammy G he is Yeah, definitely He he's Jericho's sidekick and he is okay with it but when he Jericho's not there he hams it up did you uh see the signs that he put up and he's like yes I was cracking <laughs> up <laughs> he goes, like and, I can- and
1: that's what it is like like you said you know he he makes he takes that he is his Jericho sidekick but you can take that and be be a sidekick and feel like you're kind of second par or whatever but but then you're there's Sammy who just goes out there and makes it his thing and it, and it's gotten him so over.
0: Yeah. He might be like the best sidekick ever. I mean, he really, yeah, like, he, I can't think of anybody better. He's such a good
1: friend. Like he gets hit by a golf cart and he's still out there. And he, you know, even with a neck brace, the poor guy. I mean, man, he, I wish he was my sidekick. Sorry, Floyd. I, I think I might have to replace you
0: with,
1: <laughs> with Sammy Guevara. <laughs>
0: I will fight Sammy for that spot all down.
1: <laughs> my money. I don't know who my money's on. I feel like that could be a evenly match.
0: <laughs> no, but, uh, you know, they had back and forth. They actually had a really good back and forth match. Matt Hardy, yeah, the old great. pro versus Sammy G. Their styles kind of melded together. He, uh, In the end, uh, Sammy went for a shoot star start press. Hardy knew better. He uh, hit uh, Sammy with a twist of fate. That's how the match ended. Uh, Hardy looking for retribution for old Vanguard 1. He brought in a steel <laughs> chair. Uh, the inner circle uh, was shown on screen at the top of the ramp. They had Kenny Omega restrained the football goal post, which, you know, that's going to be the site of the stadium stampede. Uh, Jericho hit Hit uh, Kenny in the abdomen with Floyd, uh, which is you know. <laughs> Floyd, that's
1: never gonna not make me
0: laugh. <laughs> Floyd's a heavy hitter, you know. Uh, and in the end, you see these dudes on, uh, see these dudes on the stand. I don't know. I guess it's the, I guess it's the stadium seats. And you're like, that's the Young Bucks, and they jump down to. Uh, and they jumped down to fight the inner circle, of course, the inner circle still had a bit of the advantage and uh what was it uh um, Hager was going for a slam on matt matt uh Matt jumped off his back, and all of a sudden you see running from fifty yards down the field <laughs> in a full sprint hangman comes in and lariats Hager, and then there's it just, was amazing it was a fight, and it um it the, the leak came out on top uh and then uh page walked away by himself in the distance because you know he does that he comes beats people up and then leaves and yelled for uh Hardy yelled on come on Paige. but the thing that made me laugh is somebody posted that uh if you watch BT this week you you'll get the reference if you don't someone says it was like uh, Hangman ran from the root, ran from the woods of <laughs> Virginia all the way to the <laughs> all the way to the stadium, just a clothesline hanger.
1: <laughs> well, it was worth it.
0: <laughs> yes, yes, uh, it was. It was awesome. Uh, that was the go home episode of Dynamite. I, I thought it was a very solid episode. I think I thought it did everything it was supposed to do.
1: Yeah, I agree. I was. Uh, I thought the main event, um, like we said, great match, kind of was like low-key hoping that that was how we would get the uh, the closing is the return of the Elite, and we did, I was so excited, um, saw the Bucks, and then, <laughs> hey man, just that, <laughs> that sprint, just, oh, it was so good to see them back, and just, you know, the inner circle and the Elite brawling, it's, it's so hard for me, because there's part of me that's so bummed that Cody is not a part of this, because... It's the Elite, and I, I want that so badly. But then I'm like, well, if the trade off is him going for the TNT championship, I can't be too mad about it. Um, so it, it's, it's not a complaint, just one of those moments where I, cause I love the Elite so much and I enjoy Cody with them so much, but it's just not, you know, the place for it right now. But, oh, man, what a great episode. I thought it perfectly built to Double or Nothing. Um, it got me excited. And, uh, yeah, I, I thought it was I, – I, like you said, it it did what it was supposed to do. I feel like if you watched, if you were on the fence for some reason about Double or Nothing, and you watched that show, you're gonna be like, God, I gotta get this. They're gonna be fighting in the freaking football stadium, and and that's just the beauty of of our guy TK. Like we have, we have a lot of things uh, to our disposal to use that that is uh, really unique so that's going to be a lot of fun to watch and i know we're going to get into double or nothing now in detail but yeah i just had to say that was a great main event and the ending seeing the bucks and Hangman back was just i had goosebumps i was so excited so that was a great great way to end it
0: all right so this is the first of our previews. Again, on the first part, you will be getting me and Tiffany's thoughts on what we think are going to happen in pay-per-view. The next part where you hear Amy, it'll be just her thoughts because you won't need to hear my thoughts twice at that point. So <laughs> so at the buy-in, uh, number one contenders match for the AEW World Tag Team Championship, which is... You know, I think this will be the first pay-per-view since they were introduced that the tag team titles won't be on the line. Uh, The champions will be a little busy in a stampede, Uh, (laughs) (laughs) but it will be private party versus the best friends. You do not have to predict if you don't want to. Uh, It's just what are are your overall thoughts on how the match is going to turn out? And if you have a prediction, give it to us.
1: All right. Um, I well, I think it's going to be an excellent match. Um, I love that because you know we are getting a tag a team title match. That we are getting a match to decide a number one contender. I think that's a great way. Since like you said, the tag champs will be a little busy. Um, I it's so, I'm really torn on as, as far as like who I want to win this match because the best friends have really grown on me. Um, but if I have to see who I want, I think I'm gonna have to say a private party because I actually wanted them to win the initial tournament for the titles. I think they are just so great, um, and, and if you've been watching BTE, they've been hilarious on there as well. It just makes you love them even more. But um, I don't know prediction-wise. I'm honestly torn, so I don't. I'm really not sure. I'm trying to give those thoughts because I wanna. I wanted to do a prediction video for part of the elite later and I'm still and that's the beauty of AEW we've talked about this a million times like it's so unpredictable that it's so hard to just be like all right here's the matches here's what I think's gonna win because nothing you can think of a million reasons on both ends why each person would win um I just know it's going to be a great way to start the night and um I'm, I'm pulling for private party I'll say that
0: yes uh, one of the staples of AEW the one of things that I cry I yell about and I yell to the masses to people that have never watched wrestling no one does the opening show tag match better than AEW it's just now you got private party you got the best friends they're going to tear it down you got orange cassidy in the corner of best friends i think i think we got to go with the best friends i think i think they're hot right now you know i do love private party i want to hit i want them to hit that gin and juice cuz i love private party but I just think it's the best friends time right now. I think the best friends are gonna get get the win at the buy in. So yeah, the buy in is on BR Live and it's free. So if you're on the fence about ordering it, check out the buy in. I guarantee you you watch it, you'll wanna drop the money for the show. If you know. So I'm just telling. Make sure you're gonna tear it up. Yeah, it's gonna check it in. I think the buy ins at six starts at 6 on BR Live on Pay-Per-View. I think on, it's 6:30 they said. 6:30. See, that's why, I think, yeah. that's why you're here. That's why you're here. You catch me, you catch me when I'm messing up. 6:30 p.m. <laughs> BR Live uh Fight TV if you're international or on your Pay-Per-View carrier, which I will be watching on DirecTV. Uh the main card, uh we got first match not going in any particular order, but I'm going from bottom to top on the AEW website. We got Jungle Boy versus MJF. I think I know who you think's gonna win. I
1: do
0: you now. I think Jungle Boy is gonna win. You think Jungle Boy is gonna win? I'm gonna. Go, I do. I, I'm gonna go with the Salt of the Earth, Max. Uh, you know, I feel like I feel like there's some opportunities for some outside interference in this match. And if I had to go with who's better at cheating, I'm going to go with MJF. You,
1: That's a very good point. And I, I'm not saying <laughs> I necessarily want Jungle Boy to win. I love Jungle Boy, don't get me wrong. But as we've well established, I have quite the love-hate, mostly love relationship with MJF. And I, I want him to win. But I just think it would be really cool to see you know, I feel like Jungle Boy could use this moment. Max is on a roll, and, you know, I don't think it would hurt him much to to lose, and I think it would help a lot for Jungle Boy to get a win like that. So for me, I'm going to predict Jungle Boy, but I'll be secretly rooting for Max.
0: In the next... <laughs> not,
1: so, not so secretly, but whatever.
0: <laughs> In the next match, we got the not-retired natural Dustin Rhodes versus... The chairman of AEW, Sean Spears. Um, yeah, I think I think this is one of these two old pros. I think the, you know they know how to put on a good match. There's this Sean Spears has been going a lot at Cody. Dustin Rhodes is you know really protective of Cody. Probably I'll have Q T in his corner. I think I think they'll tear it down. I think I think this is I think this match. Has that ability to be one of those, uh, you know, be one of those under the radar matches because he got just got added on. There's like, there's not really any stakes. It's like, but Dustin feels like any time he's in the spotlight, he's got to steal the show. I think it's gonna be a hell of a match. But as much as it hurts me, I'm going with Sean Spears to get the win.
1: Yeah, I, I think I agree with you on the match. It's kind of like um, Dustin and Hager as well. Like It's one of those ones where you, you're not really thinking about it much, especially in this case because it just got announced, but it's going to happen and we're all going to be like, damn, that was good. But I have a bad, yeah, I have a bad feeling it's going to be uh, Spears as well. I don't want that to happen by any means, but um, I, I could see, yeah, I'm going to have to agree with you. Yeah. I think we'll see Spears get the win.
0: You know, Spears is a sneaky bastard. You know, he's trying to call <laughs> Dustin out before he's probably fully recovered from Lance. You know, he probably stay out another couple of weeks, but that sneaky bastard, Sean Spears, is like, you know what, I'm trying to... Uh, he's going to play on him, call him old, say he's retired, mm-hmm. to get him to come back a little too early.
1: Yeah, get under his skin and make <laughs> him come back and take advantage of it.
0: So Then, if she is okay, we have our Dr. Britt Baker, DMD, versus uh versus Chris Statlander what how did her name go the galaxies
1: the galaxy's greatest alien
0: the galaxy's greatest alien i guess
1: is that is that it yeah i am sorry. we love her <laughs> yeah
0: we love chris stat uh, he is the ga-
1: Galaxy's
0: yeah, greatest alien, if that's not it, she is. So. Yes, yes. Uh, she, against Britt Baker, like I said, Britt Baker's super hot right now, but Chris Statlander is, like, one of those people. She To me, like, she came out of nowhere and just, like, completely blew up. So you got two people, very hot. Um, you know, again, you're going to probably hear Tiffany's. I want to hear your thoughts on the match, but we're going to hear your predictions on your – uh, Heart of the Elite show. So, what do you? How do you think this match is going to shape up as far as in ring?
1: Uh, I think it's, I actually am really excited for it. I think these are two of the absolute best women in AEW. and Brit, and like you said, it, you know Brit, it's obvious everyone knows she is just on such a hot streak. But then, like you said, with Scatlander, same thing. She came in and just won everyone over because she's so good, and I think she's likable and. You have, you know, but I think a lot of people really love Britt too. So it's, it's, it's an interesting pair up, but even though Britt is technically the heel, like, you know, she's so, you kind of like love to hate her and hate to love her. But I think the match is going to be really good. I hope Britt's okay for it. Um, We're just going to go with it as as though she is. And so we hear differently, Um, but I'm really excited for it. I'm glad we're getting two wounds matches on the pay-per-view as well. I think that's awesome. And with the role that Britt's on, like, to, you know I'm just glad she's getting a one-on-one match and I want to see Statlander get that chance too because they're you know like Floyd said with the people being you know Sheeta kind of stepped in and, and did a lot and earned what she's getting at double or nothing but I'm excited to see Statlander in there in a one-on-one match and see what she does against Britt I think it's going to be another one of those matches that just tear it up and I think that they're going to kill it and I'm really 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 excited for it.
0: Yes, I am excited. Too definitely uh, Britt Baker, like I said, it's just she's just on such a roll. I think who she is as a wrestler, she's finally kind of figured that out and she is just like literally where she's supposed to be. Chris Statlander is one of those people, athletic freak. She's uh tall and she she can go, you know. I've seen her uh go and I just think this is going to be a really good match. I, I, You know, Britt Baker, I, I feel like I'm on a heel kind of role. <laughs> all the bad guys. So, no. <laughs> you are. <laughs> I got Britt Baker. Uh, I got Britt Baker getting that lockjaw on uh, Chris Statlander and getting a win. And then we have the match. And this is why I say I don't know the order this is going to be in. Because I can see this match going first. Uh, we got the double or nothing casino ladder match. For AEW World Title Shot, it's nine competitors. The ninth competitor won't be announced to the show. Uh, Let me ask, do you have any guesses on who that could be? You know, I really don't
1: because until I knew for sure, obviously, that Hangman was in the stampede, I said Hangman or Pentagon, but Pentagon is stuck in Mexico. Unless there is some secret that we don't know about that somehow they're able to bring him, that is my prediction and I guess and I would love to see that as a return. I know some people kind of came at me because I said someone who's on the roster that I would think would be a great surprise and I don't think that a surprise has to be someone who's not signed or someone that's debuting especially when we've had the pandemic and haven't seen a lot of faces in a while. I feel like anybody you know we that's what's so great about the roster is it's full of so many awesome people that people love so if Pentagon was the surprise I would be very excited. But he, I'm going to stick with that because I just don't have another prediction. And even though the travel band's is probably going to make that not happen, I'm going to stick with that as my as who I'm hoping and, and who uh, I that's who I'll throw that out there as my guess.
0: I am going to throw out my guess as the bad boy Joey Janela.
1: Oh, okay, there you go. It's a
0: ladder. It's you know, it's plunder. I mean. It's better than be a no, flunder no over it. <laughs> Yeah, yep. I mean, this has Joey Janela's name all over it. I like they might go outside, you know, but I don't like yeah, people bringing up the people that uh, just came from the WWE. I don't think most of their ninety-day clauses is, are up. I that's no. just I don't think that's how. I, like, I think they just got released like two weeks ago. So as far as single competitors, I've also thought about Brian Cage. I I don't think he was healthy yet because I believe when he got hurt in January or February, he said he was going to be out 10 months. So I don't think it can be Brian Cage. He has massive biceps, and I believe that's what he tore. So I think the smart play is to focus on the people on your roster and go with Joey I totally agree. uh, Joey Janela, if it's anyone outside of that, I would be happy. I mean, it's not like I'm against it. But it's just, I'd be fine. Like I said, Joey Janela, he's a plunder guy. This is his match. Why would you? Uh, why would you go against that? Um, I uh, who do? Who's all in the match? We got Scorpio. We got Frankie. We got Orange. Uh, we got Kip. Darby. Darby, don't can't forget Darby. Phoenix. that uh, that promo tonight where he basically set everyone on fire. Phoenix. I know. Yep. <laughs> and then Luchasaurus. That's the eighth. Yeah. Yeah, he's the eighth guy. So, um, yeah. Uh I if I had to go on a limb again, not asking for your prediction, I'm going with Scorpio. I think I think it's his time. I think Scorpio gets the title shot and I think I think um, he uses this to elevate to that next level of his singles career. It's
1: definitely um a match kind of like like i've said i feel like a broken record sometimes but i think it just needs to be reiterated because it makes to me AEW so special that there's no person in that match that i'm like well i know they're not winning and that to me is so cool like that says everything about the way that they are presented and the match itself because if you if you're and that's another reason why i say buy the show because nothing and you're not you're like well i already know who's gonna win so why should i spend the money but you don't because you don't i mean like there's no i mean i know there's a lot of people that think about aew a lot but i would say floyd and i are on the very top of the list of people that are constantly thinking about aew all the time and the fact that we are you know we can sit here and talk about this pay-per-view and have throw out predictions, but at the same time, you're you're throwing it out there with very little confidence because it's just so unpredictable. And that to me makes every match mean more when you're just watching it because you genuinely have no idea, even if you're like, well, it'll be a great match, but clearly this person's going to win. You don't get that at AEW and that just makes it all the more special. But um, with this match, I'm still kind of trying to figure out if I have a prediction again, for that reason, it's so hard for me to predict. Um, AEW ma- match outcomes, which is just the coolest thing to me that it's so unpredictable. But I think I, I will say in terms of Floyd prediction, I would love to see that happen. Uh, Scorpio is, he is just so good. He has the look. He has the ability. He is so talented. So if that happened, um, that would be phenomenal. And then uh, Luchasaurus, I feel like he's at an unfair advantage because I don't think he even needs the ladder. He could just reach up and grab the poker chip. So that's a little, I'm, I'm curious about that. Cause he's just so big, but, but all jokes aside, I am super excited for this match. I think it is going to, again, you know, when you say this about all the matches, but it's another one of those ones, it's just very much probably going to steal the show. But I think there's quite a few matches on the card that are going to be show stealers.
0: Yeah. I, I tell everyone to watch out for Frankie K in this match. Uh, he's got some of the most memorable moments from his time in uh, TNA in the X Division yeah. in the Ultimate X Match. I think I think he's gonna have that spot in there that reminds you that uh, you know he he still oh, as Cole good Cabana. as he ever was, huh? Cole Cabana, forgot Cole Cabana. I forgot Cole <laughs> Cabana. <I> think <laughs> see, think he's he, <laughs> That's I, what we're saying. See, I thought I but counted he, eight, but I'm I counted seven. Yeah, boom, boom. I do,
1: and well, and the reason that I thought. Of, for Colt was when you said about Frankie, it kinda made me think of what we were talking about earlier with Colt Cabana is that he is that Frankie's also that guy that he's been around for so long that you kinda just take him for granted a little bit and then I think again, kinda like with Colt, you're gonna go out there and see this match and be like, again, I forgot just how freaking good Frankie Gazarian is and how freaking good Colt is. And if you're, you know, especially with Colt, because he's still new to the AEW roster, if you're not, if you weren't familiar with him, you will be after this. So I mean, I'm i just really excited for this.
0: Yeah, definitely, definitely. Uh, then we have the women's title match. We talked about a no disqualification, no count out. Uh, Nyla Rose versus Hikaru Ishida. Um Yeah, I just think this is going to be physical. I think this is going to be done right. This is not going to be like a patty cake no to match. I think you're going to see whelps and bruises, and I think you're going to see a native beast retaining her title.
1: I think you are right. It is going to be brutal. I think that, uh, I think Cheetah, when you look at her, she's adorable. She plays piano, she does cosplay, she sings, but she is also a fierce competitor, and I think it's going to be. I think whether or not she wins the title, it's kind of going to be her breakout moment, kind of like when Britt got the broken nose and just completely just won everyone over. Um, we all know Nyla will go out there and put bitches through tables. That's what she does. Um, yeah, Shida carries a kendo stick, but we, you know, I think this is going to be where we see that a different side of her because I think she is going to just fight and want to win so much. And I'm going to give a prediction on this one because even if it, it pains me to say as someone who loves Nyla so much, but I think Sheeta's going to get the title um, because especially considering it is a no DQ match, um, no disqualification and can goes, um, that means she can literally do anything to win. And I think she will. People love Sheeta. I think um, um, she is just, it's, I think it's a great time to put it on her. Even if there's part of me that says, I wish Nyla could hold the title longer, and have a better, you know, more of a run in front of the live crowd, but there's always time for her to get it back. So I will say, um, even with a heavy heart, that Sheeta, I think Sheeta's going to do it, but it doesn't really upset me in the terms of like, because I love Sheeta, and I want her to have that moment, because like Floyd said, she has stepped up and 100% just took advantage of a bad situation and made herself so much of a contender and a believable contender to beat Nyla. Then I think she's earned it. And I, I'm 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 gonna go ahead and predict Sheeta to get the title.
0: Upset. Upset alert. And like I said <laughs> like I said, I've kind of been on the heel kick. At least I'm I picked the face yeah, yeah. on the double or nothing uh for the latter match. Then yeah, did. we have the last three matches, the big matches on the card. We have I Iron Mike Tyson presenting the TNT champion to the winner of the match, the American Nightmare Cody Rhodes. Uh, well, Cody, excuse me, the American Nightmare Cody versus the murder hawk monster, Lance Archer. I'm just gonna say this. I'm not gonna be biased at all. Cody. He's gonna figure it out. I- just like he figured I, I, out how to beat Darby, he's gonna figure it out. Yeah, <laughs> right. I
1: I agree. I, it's a this is again another one where the it's not predictable at all. I um, I I was talking about this match with another friend as well, and I I said, you know, on one hand, people want to say right off the bat, well, you know, Archer's not gonna lose this soon, but you know, you gotta lose at some point. And I'm thinking further back to Cody. If Cody loses this. What does he do? He can't fight for the world title. He lost at full gear. He lost against MJF. He is the face of the company. He is one of, if not the hardest working person in pro wrestling. Um, there's always that handful of people who want to dismiss him as that guy because he's an EVP or because his last name is Rhodes. You got to get over that. I'm, I'm done. I'm so done with that argument. He has proven time and time again. He has exceeded every expectation put on him because of his last name, tenfold. I'm sick of that argument. He needs to win. He can't get the world title. He did, he 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 already lost against Jericho. He lost against Max. This is his time. This title needs to go on Cody, and I will defend that to my death because I feel so strongly about it. It it's a uh, it's going to be a an amazing match. I'm so excited for the match. I think it's going to be hard hitting. I think it's going to be hard fought, and this is you know that moment that Cody needs. Um, I think it just it's a as Cody likes to say, romantic for him to be the first TNT champion, and, and I think that moment needs to happen. I'm predicting Cody, not and not even in. A, I know I'm very biased when it comes to him, but and I'm rooting for him. But I think that my points are all very valid regardless of my personal feelings. And I just, it it just, it has to be Cody. And I think that it's a hundred percent earned and I just, that's what I'm predicting. And that's my hope. And I, yeah, I will defend that to the end.
0: I honestly can say, of course, of course I want Cody to win, but if it goes the other way, I can see that too. I love Lance Archer. I really do, and if I wish he was feuding with anyone but Cody, actually, <laughs> <laughs> I love I love the big Texan. He's a he, he he's just he's very good at what he does. And Jake Roberts, this resurgence in his career as a manager of all things has been amazing. This run of the murder hawk monster has been amazing, just destroying people. And it's like, I was like his, the whole story with Cody is something like, like kind of an eighties action movie, you know? Yeah. You know, this, this guy just has a problem with you. You don't even know why. And he's like going to beat up your whole family. And it's like, now Cody's, this is the final scene of the movie, the fight scene that you've been waiting for the hero versus the villain. Who's going to win. And it's just like, I literally have no idea, but I'm going to root for Cody. <laughs> so it's, it's, amazing. <laughs> <I> know, it's, <laughs> it's amazing. It is
1: very unpredictable. I just, I I can, I can spend another two hours talking about why I, you know, it's <laughs> Cody and why I think he's earned it. And, uh, but just going just in storyline alone and taking out all of those, like people that like to bring up things that, you know, get kind of tired and old on the internet, but just, you know, it, it is unpredictable and it is, such a true hero and villain It's, it's a perfect setup for a Cody match where you have that story and that's what I love you know and and when you go into a Cody match you have you have so much emotional investment and build and it's I'm so excited for the match and I mean and I don't I don't have a problem with Archer I think he's great and I'm glad he's in AEW I just I am definitely wanting to lose this one.
0: So yeah. yeah,
1: we're we're Team Cody here, of course.
0: Yeah, is Brandy gonna get involved? Is Arn gonna spinebuster Jake? Is Jake gonna DDT Arn? There's so much going on outside of the match between two excellent performers, both former uh, New Japan United States champions. I mean, come on, it's just like everything's there. Uh, you know, Archer is the native Texan. Uh, Cody with the Texas Roots. You got Mike Tyson, who might just knock everybody out and just walk out with the belt himself. You have no idea what's going to happen in this match.
1: Yeah, this match alone sells the pay-per-view. And then you have all these other matches we're talking about. And, and yeah, I mean, this match alone is worth, worth it. So, uh, yeah, it, it's going to be something to see
0: for sure. I'm excited. Yes. Then we have the big belt, uh, big platinum. As Cody loves to refer to it, the AEW World Champion, we have John Moxley <laughs> against the Exalted One, Mister Brody Lee. Um, this match, I can honestly say, I'm be, be honest, I don't have a lot of expectations for. It's gonna have to be. They're gonna have to bring me into this match. Like if I look at the whole card, this is probably the match I'm least excited about. So I don't know if it's because of my history, the, uh, you know, the, the people they used to be, that's playing against me, but Mm -hmm. I don't know if it's that. I think John Moxley is going to clearly win because he's not going to lose his first defense. I don't know what it is. I really don't. I'm being this is me talking it out. This is like therapy. I'm just letting my guts out right now. <laughs> I don't know what it is, but I'm really it's just like this match is gonna have to draw me in. They're gonna have to have their they're gonna have their work cut out for me because I honestly like look at all the matches, it's like I feel like every other one, it's like I don't know who's gonna win, but I just I don't think there's any way Moxley loses his first title defense
1: i i think you know a lot of times you and i are very much the same person and this is no yeah. different i feel the same way um I'm, i don't want to dismiss that this isn't a big match it is a big match and i think that it will end up being where when we talk about the pay-per-view after um i think we're going to be talking about wow that really did end up being such a good match and this and that but i'm with you like we going into it and it's not even lack of build. I, we just talked about how great the opening segment of Dynamite was to build it. It hasn't, it's nothing anyone's doing wrong. I, I'm just with you, and it might be factors that are completely out of anyone's control, like Floyd said. I can't see Mox losing his first title defense. I just can't. So, it, but but at the same time, yeah. it, it doesn't even make it predictable because you, with AEW you just don't know. Because so I it, didn't it's, it's think Mox even... was
0: going to beat Jericho. I didn't. I did not think, yeah, that. I didn't either. yeah,
1: <laughs> so it's like one of those never say never, but i but I'm with you. like i I think you know, going into it, every match has me pulled in, and this one, I'm not I'm not like it's not that I don't care about it. I do. i I want to see it's the a w world title. I care of course, but but in terms of when I look at all the other matches on the card, like i and it, i I think it is. I think it's factors that aren't anyone's control, but I think when we get to it, it's gonna be great. And who knows what happens? There's, I mean, again, It's AEW, and they always find a way to everything works. And so I'm really looking forward to seeing what happens, but I am with you. It's hard to imagine Mox, like, winning the title at Revolution and losing it at the next pay-per-view, especially given the circumstances in the world right now where he literally hasn't he had what one or two shows with fans i mean it would just be it would be crazy to me if that happened but again never say never so we'll see i'm just really looking forward i guess more to seeing what they do with it because i don't i don't have an expectation like Floyd said
0: yeah it's it, and it's just like i trust like, again trust the process i do i trust uh they have built a trust of doing the right thing over the last year of being a fan that uh that I, I believe they're going to make the right decision. It's just, I don't know. And if they, you but know. It kind of
1: almost makes it more exciting to go into it yeah. with that because you you don't have room to be let down because you're just kind of going into it going, all right, let's see what happens, you yep. know, and then yeah. mo- most likely going to win it win us over and and completely, where we're like I said, we're talking about it after going, damn, that was good. So I'm looking forward to seeing how we feel after the fact on that one.
0: And what will probably be the last, match of the show the main event of the show we got the inner circle uh santana ortiz sammy g jake hager and chris jericho versus the elite which is the bucks hangman page kenny omega with matt hardy in a stadium stampede match i have no prediction on the winner i just don't i honestly don't care I think this is going to be the most fun you've ever had watching a wrestling match in your life.
1: I absolutely agree.
0: <laughs> <I'm> <laughs> it, so, I, I they're just going to do just, crazy you know, shit. It, <laughs> it, yeah. You have, I
1: mean, you consider all the people that are in the match and their ability to perform, but also to entertain. I, I, I can't help. I, and I, and I've always, I've liked the a circle since they formed and, Again, you know, the pandemic, like I said, there were things where you can, in, within wrestling, where you, you know, with AEW, they took every bit of advantage of making a bad situation good. And the bubbly bunch and just things like that, the flim flam challenge. Like, it, I don't know how you couldn't, if you didn't already like the inner circle, even if you want to root against them because they usually go against your favorites, I don't know how you don't love them. <laughs> they're very they're ridiculous. Like, they're, they're so good so talented and so entertaining and it's like, you know, almost like, and it, this is why this works so well. It's like the heel version of the elite because the elite are so talented and so entertaining and, and you put Matt Hardy into the thing. And will we see that transformation mid match of normal Matt and broken Matt again? Cause I thought that was absolutely brilliant when they did that on dynamite. Um, everyone was talking about that main event when they did the uh, street fight. And this is going to just be that like, on stairway. <laughs> and, and, and it's so, it's just, you don't know. I'm actually shocked that they they said they're going to have rings set up, or a ring set up at the 50-yard line, I think. I, I didn't think a ring is needed in this case. Um, but maybe there is something, planned plan that, that is necessary, because it's Falls County where you've got the whole stadium um, to use, and I think they're going to. I, I think this is just going to be wild and fun, and, and, and just so much, like, you know, you if you watch BTE 200, again, you had, and it's so funny because, like, all this came together, and then you think back to BTE 200, and Matt and Nick did that match, and, and now it kind of leads to this. Everything, no matter what, even if you don't know it at the time, everything is connected in telling a beautiful story in AEW, and I can't just say enough how much I appreciate the uh, how thought-out things are and how long-term the investment is, um, even when they have to rethink everything because of a pandemic, um, they have never once let up and I'm so excited to see what happens. I have no prediction. Like Floyd said, um, I just know it's going to be a wild ride and I, it's going to be fun and I'm excited for it.
0: Yeah. It's like, um, I'm going to have, I have a couple friends coming over. We are staying in the limit, social distance to under 10, um, <laughs> Uh, but yeah, I feel like we gotta come up with some kind of drinking game for people jumping off of the off the stadium steps and ladders <laughs> and well, man, because it's just going to be so fun. It's like I'm not copping out because honestly, in the end, in this match, it's like it's gonna be about the journey. Who wins, you know, you know, AEW is gonna build on it going towards the future, and it's gonna be perfect. It's gonna be great. Good Lord, what is Kenny Omega, one of the most creative minds in wrestling, and he has a whole stadium to play with.
3: I know.
1: I can't even imagine the things he's
0: (laughs) thinking of doing. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) It's going to be so great. Yes. You've seen Matt and Nick when. They basically stuck at their house and they do BTE2 BTE200 and put on a hell of a match. They have a whole stadium to play with.
1: <laughs> yeah, and then and you just say about Kenny Omega, and that's absolutely true. He is ridiculously creative. But then, not only that, we have Matt Hardy, we have The Bucks, we have Chris Jericho. We have, I mean, it's yeah. it, the, the mind. The minds going into this um, to be a fly on the wall as they might be discussing some ideas. Uh, I, I just wow, I, it's going to be so good. And again, this is another thing where I say the TNT Championship match worth the price alone. Mm-hmm. And then you have the Stadium Stampede match where I would also say if you if it's one match and you order the show and you feel like you get your money's worth for one match alone, this is also that match. Yeah. Same with the TNT championship match. And then you factor in the ladder match and you've got the women's world title match and you've got all these other matches and, and you're going wait, this is all one card. And, and this is AEW. This is why four paper reads a year makes sense and why it works because you have time to build and care about what you're watching. And I, yeah, the stadium stampede match. I, I, I didn't, when they announced it, I was just like, dude, and I just tweeted like, previous like maybe a week ago before they announced it how i can't wait till they run a show at the tia bank seal or whatever and someday i think that will happen um but just to have a match there and, and see it play out with these guys is going to be exceptional
0: yes uh Santana Ortiz, they're completely down for anything. Sammy, yes, I Sammy, love them. <laughs> Sammy G's already been hit by a golf cart this month. What's he going to do next? I, know. I I'm I just like, TV, I, like. <laughs> yes, it's like I don't know what's going to happen. Jake, Jake Hager is one of the most undercover funny people. In wrestling, he is. Oh, he even, yes, yes, I, yes like, he is. I love him. Yeah, the expressions that he makes and things that he does, like uh, the how he took the clothesline from Hangman. It's just he he has this he's, comedic timing that you don't. Him really, and Nick, like yeah.
1: Nick Jackson's the other one on the elite side where like Nick just says something and it's like he's not like I don't even know if he's trying to be funny, but he doesn't have to try. He just the way he says it and or his facial expression. And you just die laughing. And it's the same thing with Hager. And then also are we gonna see a rebirth of Vanguard One? Is there gonna be a Vanguard Two? I
0: mean Yes. There there's just a lot of the, things The Lake of going Rejuvenation on. is always there, you know? Go to the Lake <laughs> yes. of Rejuvenation. You know, are we gonna get to see some of Matt Hardy? Are we gonna see more Damascus? I think this is more of a Damascus situation. But hey, I'm ready for it all. I, I also just, do, uh, yeah. you know do we see Senor,
1: Senor Was it Senor Benjamin right yeah. like, I mean yes. you, who knows I mean do we see maxwell do we I mean I would love to see Maxwell pop up in this match um yeah. maxwell clearly is training to wrestle even if he's only like three he's always working with Matt um I, give me maxwell I will I would love it yeah. I would love, <laughs> I, I'm not even gonna lie I would love to see Zachary, uh, like, uh, Matt, yeah, like Matt, Matt, it, it, like there's just so many yeah. factors where this could just be done so fun, so well, and and they'll do it because they, they. I have no doubt. I never doubt them, and especially with this group of guys with this canvas. Oh my god! <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah, it's like yeah. So it's it's absolutely. I have no idea what's going to happen. It's the greatest feeling in the world. Only the only thing I'm sad about is that I'm not there to watch it, but I and think I think to. we're going to be able to experience it better on our big ass TVs. So Absolutely. <laughs> yes, we're going to see everything. We'll be on. back soon. <laughs> yes, we will be back soon. I know I know it. Uh Tony, I always say if you're listening, June 10th seems like a great day. Wednesday, June 10th. Great day to bring fans back. And honestly, I'm I, only I couldn't really agree more. I, I'm not trying to be selfish, but I only really care about two people being in there. You know what I mean? I'm just saying <laughs> I'm just saying if I make the trip, just let me in. Let yep. me in <laughs> No, but uh no, uh yeah, this has been great. We've had a great time uh covering this. Uh this has been we've been over a year, but this is pretty much the year anniversary of the first show. Uh, I know that's 10 days away, but, you know, the spiritual year anniversary of the first show, first double or nothing. This is the second one. I am looking forward to it. I, um, Yeah, that was like one of our first real times to hang out as friends and, you yeah. know, yeah, get to know each other. And, and it was it was great. And I'm looking forward to next year in Las Vegas. I mean, I'd, I'd reserve my hotel right now if they uh, booked out that far. 'Cause I know yeah, we'll be there. We're ready to be
1: there.
0: Yes. And it's gonna be a good time. Do you have anything else, Tiffany?
1: Um, I do wanna say that uh, anyone, any of the ladies listening to uh, the podcast, make sure you go to Brandy's Twitter and check out AEW Heels. It's uh where it's uh, just been announced. There's still a lot of info to come, but it's basically gonna be a movement for women who love pro wrestling. And I think that's the coolest thing. It's never been done before. And I think Brandy is just such a forward thinker. She's always just in in any way she can as chief branding officer, as far as inclusion with culture, uh, culture city and just everything she does is just really well thought out and she puts a lot of passion into it. So I think this is going to be something really special. Um, if you go to her Twitter, you can get to the tweets with all the info. Um, cause I don't want to mess up tags and this and that, but it's AEW Heels, so if you just look it up, you'll find it. Um, there's going to be a Zoom party tomorrow at 7 central time, I believe, and you can still sign up for that. Um, again, all the info is on her Twitter, But this and that's just kind of the initial getting it out there to people and explaining more, so I will be a part of that. I have to work tomorrow. I'm going to try to get off a little early so I can get home and get on right at 7 rather than being late, but uh, I will definitely give on my Twitter and we'll talk about what is discussed in that. It's going to be Brandy and several other women from AEW. I just think the concept already is awesome and I don't even know much about it, but I'm super excited to learn. And I think it's going to be special. So if you are one of the ladies who listen to the podcast, make sure you go to Brandy um, on Instagram or on Twitter and get more information about AEW heels. I think this is going to be really cool for for women uh, who who love passionately love pro wrestling, so that I just wanted to make sure that we gave a nod to that.
0: Yes, and tomorrow night also at 10 p.m. Eastern on TNT, AEW presents the countdown to Double or Nothing. Make sure you tune into that uh, to support the show, and of course, watch Double or Nothing on Saturday uh, for Tiffany. Uh, this is Floyd. The next thing you will hear is the second part of the prediction show with uh, t- uh, with um, Amy. I don't know why I just blinked on her name. Uh, with uh, <laughs> with Amy, uh, we're uh, gonna talk about we're gonna talk about our thoughts on the sh- uh, talk about her thoughts on the show as we continue going forward. And we are back on episode sixty two, the double or nothing uh, double or nothing preview. With me is the most positive woman on the internet, Miss Amy. How are you doing, Amy? I'm doing fantastic. I'm actually in Brand Cutler cosplay right now. (laughs) Yeah, I saw that. (laughs) It looked awesome. It looked awesome. Uh, Just to let everybody know how it's going to go down. We're pretty, I mean, we're pretty much going to shoot through the double or nothing, and we're going to hear Amy's thoughts. Did you have any overall thoughts about Dynamite last night? No,
2: I thought it was a a decent go-home show. I loved the end, you know, uh, sending it off in the football field. I'm so excited about the stadium stampede. That is going to be awesome. Um, So, yeah, it seemed like it set everything up nicely for Double or Nothing this weekend.
0: All right. Well, let's go through the card. Oh, and a last piece of information before we start, uh, reported by Dave Meltzer that uh, Britt Baker is suspected to have a tour in ACL. She'll be out like six months to a year. But we're going to do the preview like that match is going to happen because we haven't got anything confirmed from either BRIT or AEW, which is what I'm going to wait on before I know the matches. So the match will probably be changed tomorrow, but we are recording this Thursday night. So as of right now, nothing official has been announced. Just kind of letting everyone know exactly what's going on. All right, so we got the buy-in. Uh, we got number one contenders match for the tag team championship. Since the tag team title is not going to be defended at the show, this is pretty much the pre premier tag team match of the night. We got Private Party versus Best Friends. Amy, hit us with your thoughts. Private Party all the way. I am going to be
2: having some vodka cranberry in celebration of these guys. Hopefully, taking the win for that number one contender spot.
0: Yes, uh, I didn't say this earlier. Uh, I've decided that I'm going to kind of do we're having a few friends over we're staying under the 10 we're going to have a few friends over we're going to spread out a little bit but I am buying some Broken Skull IPA and some Terramana liquor if you know Broken Skull is for Stone Cold Terramana is the rocks uh, tequila I'm just going to keep this whole thing wrestling thing.
2: That sounds like a fantastic idea.
0: (laughs) Yes, so uh, I think that's the the plan. And, you know, Private Party, we got to take shots, 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 (laughs) shots. Exactly. When they are in the ring. Uh, But uh, Amy's prediction is Private Party. If we see it your way, we could be having Private Party versus Kenny Omega and Hangman. And I don't know when the match is going to happen because it's just to be the number one contender. Now we'll go through the main card, and we are going to start with that, as Tony Schiavone calls him, Rat Bastard, MJF, against the Jungle Boy in a one-on-one match. MJF will be accompanied by Wardlow, Jungle Boy, maybe Marco Stoddard, Luchasaurus. Luchasaurus has a match later on the card, so I don't know, but who you got? What are your overall thoughts on the match and who you got? MJF could be fighting Peter Avalon And I would
2: still vote for Peter Avalon (laughs) I'm totally going for Jungle Boy in this Simply out of spite I'm sure MJF will win here But oh my gosh, I would love, honestly To see Jungle Boy win this I know he's not going to, but I don't care So I'm going to vote in this What I want to see happen Which is I would love to see Jungle Boy Get a victory out of this
0: yeah, I'm, you know, uh, you have to think, whoever wins this match, uh, I don't, uh, whoever wins this match is going to be looking either at the TNT title, maybe the world title uh, later, because, you know, they have to be contended. This will be a big singles win on a pay-per-view. And,
2: yeah, it's going to be MJF. Yeah. But I'm still going for Jungle Boy. I can't vote for the boil on the ass of life over here.
0: And then a match that was announced last night on Double or Nothing, kind of out of nowhere, we got the natural, the unretired natural Dustin Rhodes, I have to say that, versus the chairman of AEW, the head of the Spears News Network, uh, what is it? Spears. is was it Spears News Network. Sean Spears News. Sean Spears News. SSN. Mr. Sean Spears. You know, like like we pretty much zero build other than him tearing down Dustin and Cody. How do you think this one's going to go?
2: I feel like Dustin's going to get this one because he lost in a very dramatic fashion to Lance Archer. And that ended up being a pretty big storyline that they worked with with. Sean Spears, Dustin, and Cody. Um, So I think Dustin's going to take this one. But again, I would love, and I know Tiffany (laughs) is going to be in a disagreement, and I'm pretty sure you are too. But I would love to see Sean Spears get this because I love Sean Spears. I really do. He's been such a highlight of the Empty Arena shows and with the Sean Spears network or news or whatever. like He's been awesome. So I would love to see him start to climb the ranks but I feel like this shouldn't be that time where that starts. So I feel like this has got to go to Dustin, even though I would love to see Sean Spears win here.
0: Well, sorry. Well, well everybody <laughs> heard. I went pretty heel heavy, and I was like, if if you're going to say wins and losses matter and what happened in the previous match means something, is Dustin fully recovered from his lance uh, Lance Archer beating? You know, I think Sean Spears, you know, called him out. To uh, get him to come back a little early, and I think he's coming back before he's ready. So I went with Sean Spears also.
2: Awesome. Yeah, I realized I got to do some hard line predictions here. So, yes, (laughs) Sean Spears is my
0: prediction. (laughs) Yes, and if this match happens, I hope, like, uh, thoughts and definitely prayers with Britt Baker. If she is actually injured, definitely speedy recovery. But if she is not, she will be wrestling. The the galaxy's favorite alien, I think that's what it is, Chris Statlander uh, versus Dr. Britt Baker DMD. Your thoughts?
2: I gotta go with Chris Statlander here. She's my girl. Like, she's from the Andromeda Galaxy. So I'm with Chris Stat all the way. She has been absolutely phenomenal. The match that was on Dynamite, uh, Chris Stat and Nyla tore it up. It was amazing. So I'm all aboard um, this spaceship here. I hope that Britt is able to wrestle this match because six months to a year, right when she just took off with her heel work, would suck. But I'm sure we'll still see her in some capacity with AEW talking smack to Tony Schiavone.
0: I I was just talking to a friend on Messenger, and I was like, man, if we got a Britt vlog every week where she pretty much just tears down people, you know, that could tide me over while she's out. But again, ACL surgery is not... Anything to mess with. So if anyway uh she is not injured, I would be very happy about that. Then we have the casino ladder match for an AEW world title shot. We got eight contenders. First we gotta go with the ninth person. What is your guess?
2: So I had no idea, like at all. Um and you know, <laughs> This is going to sound really silly because I'm sure you and Tiffany both have really smart, intelligent, wise guesses as to who they could be. But I'm looking at Double or Nothing and I'm like, Brandon Cutler's not on the show. And he's always on these big shows, you know, in the opening or whatever. Like, where is he? So I'm almost wondering if our ninth entrant might be (laughs) Brandon Cutler and Peter Avalon. Because as you said before we started recording, jobbers can have two people count as one and they've got a whole storyline where they're both losers at the same level and i want to see one of them go over the other so that would be a silly thing it's probably nowhere in the ballpark of what's happening but as i'm sitting here in full brandon cutler cosplay right now talking to you i would really love to see him so i'm i'm just gonna shoot it out there i'm just gonna shoot my shot and hope that
0: he's out there. <laughs> Eight serious competitors out there. You can have one fun one. I also had just a fun thought that would be uh, a fun thought. Nasty Leroy should be the ninth, <laughs> ninth uh, wrestler. <laughs> <laughs> he has gotten. It's gonna internet. be a crazy he, time though, dude. Fan. That ladder match. Yes, if he could come out to Return of the Mac, you know, because I saw a video of him dancing to that song. <laughs> That would be amazing. I don't know. I'm just being silly at this point. But it's one of those things. You have eight people that the whole thing about this ladder match is you have eight people and any of the eight could win and they could tell a compelling story with the eighth. So if you wanted to do something throwaway or funny with the ninth person, you could. If you wanted to go serious, you can do that, too. Um, You know, we got Tiffany's Tiffany's guest was Pentagon. I would love that because he's one of my favorite wrestlers. My guess was Joey Janela, just because it's a plunder match, and that's what Joey Janela does. That would does. make a lot of sense. Heck, yeah. <laughs> that's what Joey Janela does. And, it, you know, I again, whoever it is, you know, they're going to earn it, and they're going to tear it down. Uh, uh, what is your prediction? Who do you think is going to win it? Who do you think is going to pull down the poker chip?
2: Well, I will say that if Brendan Cutler and Peter Avalon came in there, Cole Cabana's there, too. They could team up and try to take out some of these serious contenders with their sense of fun. So I'm just going to throw it out there. Um, you know, honestly, I think that Scorpio Sky or Darby Allin, one of those two, and I think that Scorpio Sky is closer. Is this a... Um, Number one contender? Yes. Okay, yeah. I think Scorpio Sky might be closer to that title shot, and I would love to see him in it. But honestly, any of these guys, Ray Phoenix, Darby Allin, Scorpio Sky, like those three would be amazing, and I would be thrilled to see them win and get a number one contender shot. Unless they just want to throw it into Yano and have Cole Cabana get it, you know, whatever. That's fine, (laughs) too. But I think it's going to be Scorpio Sky, so that's going to be my prediction.
0: Yes, that was my prediction. We did not awesome. talk before this. We did not talk before this. There was no. She no. did not listen to the beginning of the show. We both picked the same person. That's kind of awesome.
1: Wow. Yeah. Out of all of those people, that's amazing. <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> then we have a no disqualification, no count out, AEW Women's World Championship match. We have the native beast Nyla Rose against the multi-talented Hakaru Shida. She's one of those people. If she was my friend, I would hate her because she's good at everything. And <laughs> you can't be good at everything. You can be, I, I, you can be exceptional in one thing, but don't be good at everything. You gotta yeah. suck at something. You gotta <laughs> suck at something. Good lord, it's like, dude, yeah, she's she's good at everything. And uh, so we got this, and. I was talking about earlier, and I'm going to reiterate this, so you have to hear it again, is that uh, during, during the time, during the quarantine, they have done a great job with Sheeta, building her up as the contender, as a real threat to Nyla Rose. So I got to ask, with that in mind, who you got?
2: So I know that everybody, a lot of people, want to see Sheeta win. She has been in the number 1 contender picture for they mentioned on Dynamite for 12 weeks. That's a long time to not have, you know, this victory. But Nyla Rose, man, she has been a stellar champion. She's been a ring general whenever there's been issues in the ring with with a match. She's been the one to take charge and make the calls on the fly from the outset to finish things up. She is dominant. She's powerful. She's a badass. She's my champ. So I, I got to go Nyla on this one. And I know that everyone's going to be real happy to see Hikaru Shida win. And I know it would be well-deserved for her. But I don't want to see Nyla lose.
0: Yeah. So I'm if, going with Nyla. If you look at all of wrestling, it's kind of weird. So New Japan in January crowned a new champion, uh, Naito. And he got to defend the title once, and then this happened. So you really haven't got to see who who Naito is as champion. Uh, Then you look at Nyla, who won when she won it. You know, you really haven't got to see who she is as champion because of the quarantine. So it's like it's not just one company. It's a lot of companies going through this whole, you know, the champion has the belt, but you haven't got to see who the person is as champion because of the quarantine. So I don't feel like we've gotten enough of Nyla. Uh, So I wouldn't want her to lose personally because of that. Because, you know, a lot of people would say, you know, her run was a dud, but it was like she never really got to be champion. You know what I mean? No, for sure. No, I think this is just her second defense, right?
2: Yeah, she had one with Chris Datt, which I completely forgot about because the last match on Dynamite was like, so aiming for Chris stat versus Nyla, and I was like, I want to see this match And then I was reminded that that happened at revolution yes. and chris satlander had the flu and it was still a good match But the tag match like blew everything else out of the water. So I, I actually forgot it happened So I would love to see nyla mix it up Especially now that the women's roster is, has gotten a bit more seasoning and we're getting to see a lot more chemistry in between um, The members of the roster. I want to see her go with more people
0: yeah, definitely, definitely. I I agree, but yeah, I I don't think there's a wrong answer in this one. Uh then we have the match me and Tiffany are most looking forward to. Iron Mike Tyson <laughs> presenting the TNT Championship to, in the finals of the TNT Championship tournament. We have Cody, the American Nightmare Cody versus The Murder Hawk Monster. Probably the coolest nickname in professional wrestling. I challenge you to find me a better one. Lance Archer. In Cody's corner will be Arn Anderson and Brandy Rhodes. In Lance Archer's uh, corner will be Jake the Snake Roberts. Star power all the way through this. Who you got?
2: This is a really tricky one. I think Cody's going to win this match. But the question to me is because we've already seen Cody lose. We've already seen Cody get hit the rug pulled out from under him. And I'm not sure how much it serves anyone to have it happen again. Um, but the question that I have is whether Cody is going to win cleanly and come out of this as the person that everybody's rooting for, or if we're going to see what MJF and Sean Spears have been talking about with his tunnel vision. And with what happened with Brandy, are we going to see something happen to Brandy and Cody will still come out victorious, but at the expense of people closest around him?
0: Yeah. I, I, that's a good point that I didn't take into consideration. I even said, I'm rooting for Cody. I understand if Lance wins. It actually, if let's just say this was another company. I would, with Mike Tyson being the enforcer, I would 110% say Lance Archer has to win. Because if Cody wins, there's no conflict between him and Tyson, right?
2: This is true.
0: But if you're building a conflict, you know, it's better with Lance Archer or Jake the Snake Roberts. Or Arn Anderson then threw uh, a curveball into it and says, Mike Tyson has a run to the place. He can do whatever he wants to do. So I'm like, he just might have something to do with the end of the match.
2: Yeah, maybe. Yeah. I mean, there's a lot yeah. of potential here. Yeah. You know, because you've talked about Arn Anderson and his history with the Rhodes family. Yeah. Obviously, Jake the Snake and his history. And Cody Rhodes and his personal history of, of being, you know, the hero that everybody strives to be. And then also the, the conflicted villain so I would love to see a return to the conflicted villain. I, I might be a little biased in that, oh, no, but I no, think that there's no. a, a
0: villain, lot of Co- villain Cody here. is my favorite Cody because yes, to me he gets a lot of unnecessary hate. I would love for him to give people an actual reason to hate him. <laughs>
2: <laughs> but I think that there's enough moving pieces here that that could happen, yeah. and if it doesn't happen. Honestly, I might be a little disappointed, <laughs> but I'm sure this is going to be an amazing match, an amazing outcome. You've got Mike Tyson. Like, this feels big match, big sports, legendary, and it's going to be really cool to see.
0: And it's crazy. As a Cody fan, I I, I, I prepare him to the, uh, I know it's AEW's young, so you can't have the streak, but he's the AEW Undertaker. Like, yeah, he really is they build they bring these people in and of course you think Lance Archer uh, if you if they do they don't forget about history Mox just beat you for your title I was like man Lance Archer is going to come in and go after Mox no he comes in and goes after the face of the company he comes in and goes after Cody that's that's undertaker shit right there you know what I mean being Cody has almost been more than being the world champion in AEW
2: yeah, you don't need the championship with your Cody Rhodes, <laughs> and you got that pyro yeah. with that entrance, and yeah. everybody chanting
0: your name. Yeah, you're the EVP. You got all the videos with you, you know, jumping on the plane with Tony, like your best friend. You're the face. <laughs> you're the face of the company. You're kind of like what Triple H is to NXT. Cody is to AEW. We all know Tony runs it. We all know Vince runs it. But they're the faces of their respective companies. So going after Cody almost in getting a win over Cody almost means more than being the champion almost for sure but you know the championship would be nice too no no the champion no championship's <laughs> super important it's a beautiful belt I can't wait to own a replica of it one day it's it's a beautiful title but I'm just saying how they've built Cody up like when he for sure lo- when he lost the world title and he can never you know never uh face for it again I was really upset at first. And then I've seen how they booked him, and it's just like they book him like he's the world champion.
2: Cody is the title.
0: Yeah, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> yeah, so yeah, I hear you. So who? Uh, so you saying he'll Cody goes heel and beats Lance Archer? I I think so, or at least we get some some conflict
2: because yeah. we've got conflict in the elite, and I think we got some conflict in Cody Rhodes too. I could be wrong. But it's, it's in there. He's yeah, the got night- some potential in there to just go to the dark side of it.
0: Nightmare Family turning into the heel faction. I'm all about that. I'm all about it. I already got the gear, so it'll make it easy for me. <laughs> there you go. All right. So uh, the next match, we have the AEW World Championship match. We were just talking to you about this particular title. We got uh, the exalted one, Mr. Brody Lee versus the champion. Yeah. Moxley. Um Moxley. Uh, okay, so I'm going to, you didn't get to hear the first part of the show, so I'm going to tell you, me and Tiffany thoughts, and we kind of agreed on this. We, like the match itself is interesting, right? And they've done a good job building it. But because I feel like I 100% know the result, I have my interest in the match. It's probably the match I'm least interested in on the show.
2: I'm always that way. Whenever I know the outcome of the match, I just check out. Like, it's hard to tune in. It has to be a really good match. So, when Moxley fought um, Frankie Kazarian, I started to check out pretty quickly because I was like, okay, whatever. Like, Mox is gonna win. This is gonna be fine. But Frankie Kazarian, I got to see him wrestle in a way that I hadn't before. So, that pulled my interest back in this one I thought for sure Mox was gonna win it I was like no question you're not gonna take the title off Mox but then I'm like how do you kill Brody Lee like how do you just kill the Dark Order like that doesn't make sense either so now I guess I'm gonna be mad and the Dark Order is gonna win from their shenanigans I, I don't know I really don't know how this match is gonna go now because as soon as I think about it from like a booking standpoint all of these different lines get crossed. And I'm like, okay, well, you know, you've got John Moxley. He's a strong champion. He's a great champion. Everybody loves him. Like, when his music hits, that's just money right there. He comes out. It's great. But you've been building up the Dark Order for so long. Brody's debut has happened during Empty Arena shows. He hasn't even really been introduced to the fans' experience yet. And how are you going to crush the Dark Order Unless he wins and then the Dark Order just dismantles him and then he's not able to come onto the show because he's storyline injured or something. I I don't know. I don't know how this goes. But so I guess I'm gonna call Brody Lee victory and that's what? gonna suck. Seems- I know, I hate, I hate it, I hate it, I hate it. I really want Moxley to win. I
0: think Moxley's gonna win
2: but i i, I kind of gotta go to the dark order here and you know they've already got the title
0: <laughs> i've seen I've seen two different i mean I have like when I'm like watching wrestling for the last 30 years or whatever it comes up with two things I don't think the future should end here that's my big thing but I yeah. don't think you should give Verde Lee the title
2: I don't think so either. I, I'm so I, mad that this match is even happening right now.
0: Yeah, <laughs> and that's what I, I, I've made that point on the show is that I don't. It's I love I love the matchup. I really do. I just don't think Brody Lee has established himself as that monster. You know what I mean for yeah. for Moxley yet, and it's like I would. I mean. You but have at the to same the time, world they got to go
2: with somebody. Yeah. You can't have Mox and Kenny Omega now. That yeah. needs fans. You can't yeah. have Mox and MJF. That needs fans. You know, obviously all the matches need fans, but there are some matches that really need fans. Yeah. And who else is there? Like Lance Archer right now is mixing it up with Cody so he can climb the ladder and, you know, emerge victorious. We've got all of the inner circle and the elite already um Occupied in other situations Pac So it kind of UK. Exactly like you kind of have to do it Pac would be so good yeah. So yeah I mean maybe Mox is the obvious choice here And then you have The Dark Order Doing shenanigans afterwards maybe. Because you've got to have Brody Lee still look strong You can't weaken somebody like this With their first big match So yeah I don't maybe know I don't like it someone
0: from the Dark Order <laughs> cost him the match And he has you didn't beat me you know, oh number ten. Yeah, so the minions <laughs> let me evil down. Uno. Yeah. Or I don't think number ten's gonna be there.
2: <laughs> no, it'll be what if yeah. evil Uno does though? Because yeah.
0: yeah that, that's what I'm like. You know, it could be one of the Beaver boys or somebody just you know accidentally <laughs> screws Brody Lee over and Moxley escapes, and that way you can continue with the storyline on Dynamite. I don't know. It's just like I said, in my head, it's like I'm ninety eight percent sure Mox was gonna win. But I can say this, I was 94% Jericho was going to beat Mox at Revolution. Yeah,
2: <laughs> Yeah, it's a tough call. I yeah. mean, I, I kind of think that I'm sort of overcompensating by thinking Brody's going to win because I would be so upset about it. <laughs> so yeah. I'm like, I guess he's going to win and that's going to suck. So I don't know. I guess I'll go Mox with shenanigans at the end because you got to keep Brody strong and it will end up being a good match. I will end up eating my words. When we convene again, and it will be awesome.
0: Yeah, maybe Mox goes crazy and beats Brody Lee with the belt and gets DQ'd. Maybe. I mean, there's a way. There's a way. Because, you know, there's this big army of people. Uh, Then we have the main event. The big event. The thing I probably am looking most forward to in life. (laughs) Me too. (laughs) The Stampede stadium stampede. Inner Circle versus the Elite. I went off for about 10 minutes on all the different things that could happen in this match. So, Amy, I'm going to give you the floor.
2: I've never seen a, a wrestling match in a football field.
0: I can honestly say, me neither. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I've seen, you know, I've been to WrestleMania where it's a ring inside of a football field, but like. But they get to be at the football field. The field is painted. Yeah.
2: For AEW. Yeah. yeah, that it- is so cool. Yeah, I've, I'm so excited about this match. This is my main event. This is like, I cannot wait to see this match. And there are so many moving pieces to this. I love conflict. I love interpersonal strife. And we just saw Hangman Page return last uh, last Dynamite. And Again, we've got that Hangman Page's isolated feeling and, you know, the elite are not fine. But we also have an added wild card now because Matt Hardy and Kenny Omega have been teaming up together. And Matt Hardy could be seen from Hangman Page's perspective as having taken his place in the elite. So I think that, you know, the inner circle is so cohesive right now. They're so strong. They're together. They're coordinated. They've got everything on lockdown. They are a legit unit. And the elite are crumbling. They've got distractions up the wazoo. They're like freaking out amongst each other. And I think the inner circle is going to win this one. And I think we're going to see, you know, fireworks. And we're going to see the inner circle having claimed the stadium. I think that's going to how it's going to go down. I love the potential for a conflict in the elite story and i love the potential for that to be something that develops or even potentially turns into some singles matches or tag matches or some sort of interactions further down the line as we head up to the next pay-per-view
0: yeah it's one of those things that this whole i mean this whole thing this no dq it's like you got these 10 excellent artists and what you have is a football field as their canvas and you get to watch them paint this picture of destruction and craziness and it's it's just gonna be epic and new it's rivalries, be a yeah pattern. the new rivalries can be created from it uh, you have all the way until what September to build rivalries to your next pay-per-view that's not including if they do any special shows during the summer it's it's going to be crazy. It's going to be nuts. I, I The w- one thing I pointed out earlier is the one of the, the most creative minds in professional wrestling is Kenny Omega. And you gave him a football field.
2: <laughs> I mean, like, so we have actually <laughs> Kenny Omega, Matt Hardy, and Chris Jericho yes. are three of the most creative minds in wrestling. Yes. And they've got a football field. They've got no DQ. They've... Got the world at their fingertips.
0: This yeah. is gonna be the coolest match. They, they got ever. drones, they have drones and moving car- cameras. I mean, oh, Jacksonville's so NFL stadium, you know, it's set up for camera angles at every point. This and it's like, it's great. like Tony Khan's like, go, here's the finish, go, you know, that kind of thing. It's like. I don't even think I'm thinking they're probably still coming up with ideas right now. I don't think by any means this how this match is going to play out is decided yet. I and that excites me because it's one of those things. I don't care who wins, it's like at all. <laughs> I, oh, I, totally legit. I don't care who wins. This is about the ride.
3: This is a roller coaster.
0: (laughs) (laughs) This is a roller coaster. This is an amusement park. This is a match. When they're like, well, someone's going to come out like they put this person over. Who cares? I don't care. Everybody (laughs) got put
2: over. A damn
0: football field got put over. (laughs) Yes. Like at this point, I'm going to be like, who cares? This is about fun. This is where this is truly a 30, probably 30 to 45 minute area well, I'm telling you right now turn your brain off and just enjoy. Don't be like, well that's not real and that's not this no turn your brain off. I'm telling you right Join. now just savor it if I, if I start hearing about missed spots and booking, I'm gonna get on I'm gonna get on my own account and bury you because you, then you you're missing the points if you're <laughs> talking about that <laughs> you're missing the points. You're missing the point of this whole match. This whole match is the cherry on top of the dessert. You know, it's like and it's gonna be violent and they're gonna put their bodies on the line and it's just gonna be gorgeous. I am like I will I, say
2: if there's one good thing to come out of coronavirus, it's this. Yes. Because this would not be happening at double or nothing were it not for the fact that we have an empty arena show. And AEW to their credit is constantly coming up with creative ways to sort of adapt and get around and try something new and still be exciting and fresh. And this is something that's never been done. It's going to be exciting as hell. And they've got a whole freaking football field. Like, that would not be happening right now (laughs) were it not for the fact that we have empty arena shows. I just hope that they're able to mic everybody well. Because at Dynamite, when they first started uh, cutting to this, the, uh, the football field, and Chris Jericho was talking and you couldn't hear him. So I'm hoping that they're able to mic everybody well because, dude, you got to be able to hear Chris Jericho. Other than that, I'm just going to sit back. I'm going to have another vodka cranberry, <laughs> grab some popcorn, and enjoy the hell out of the show.
0: All right, yeah, that's the only way. That's the only way to do it. Look forward to the show. Enjoy it at home. Grab your favorite snacks, favorite beverages. If you want to have a few friends over, be be aware, be socially aware, socially distant, all that things. If you decide to do that, also the idea, Jr. put the idea out there of a Zoom party. If that's something that you want to do, definitely do that. Just find a way. To me, I know you. Some people might enjoy. Watching wrestling alone, completely cut off from everyone else. If that's your way, I have no problem with it. But if you are me, who's a social wrestling watcher, who likes to feel a part of the community, there is a lot of different ways. Just reach out. Actually, tag all things elite uh, the pi- uh, Twitter page, and we'll try to get someone out there and connect you with someone, some group that's going on. I'll be tweeting live during the show. I'm imagining Amy and Tiffany will be putting stuff in the show, and I'll be retweeting everything they put up. And it's going to just be a grand time. But we gotta, we're gonna end on the thing. How sad are you that you're not in Vegas right now,
2: <laughs> dude? I'm crushed. Like I I did this cosplay today because I was so bummed out and I hate being sad because I'm just like this is such a waste of energy. I'm just sitting here like moping all day thinking about all the things that I would be doing and all the people that I would see and missing everybody so much. So I then decided that the positive side of it is that we have a world where AEW puts on such amazing events with such a great spirited community that we're so lucky to even be in a position where we have such a tight knit group of friends to miss so much. (sighs) But yeah, it sucks.
0: (laughs) Uh, Yeah. Like I am one of those people that I, I, I go to work all the time and you never hear me complain about going to work. I never complain about it because I feel so fortunate to have a job that I have. I love it, but I am definitely Dante From clerks right now. I'm not even supposed to be here today. You know, (laughs) the kind of thing. It's just that's my head. I'm supposed to be in Vegas. I'm supposed to be at a comedy show tonight. Maybe going to, if they did StarCast or something like that. I'm supposed to be gambling. I'm supposed to be having legal marijuana. I'm supposed to be doing all sorts of things that I normally that I don't do at home because, you know, go
2: find the teddy bear, yeah, the yeah. gummy bears.
0: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm supposed to be supposed to be a part of the private party, you know, shot, 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 shot. Exactly. Shot. I'm supposed to be buying Hangman a beer. That's I'm what's supposed to be what... watching Andy do magic everywhere. <laughs> exactly. And like, yeah. Ugh. Like and see Eric Bischoff just randomly sitting at the bar. That's what I'm supposed to be enjoying right now. And it's, uh-huh. just, it's just like. Running
2: into Scorpio Sky yeah. and him jamming out with Mikey Ruckus yeah. and Frankie Kazarian. Yep.
0: Yeah. Yep. And Tiffany and Alex. And then, yeah, all these people. Uh, oh, Kel, 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 don't forget. Yes. Uh, yeah. Yeah. You know, we were supposed to be with them and hanging with them. And it's just like. I'm only bringing this up not to bring it down, but just to yeah, tell thanks, you, Floyd. No, 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 just to tell people that if you're listening and all that stuff, we are this positivity podcast, but yeah, we have real feelings. Well, we miss <laughs> you and we're really sad about it and it sucks and we miss you. <laughs> yes, we absolutely miss you. I miss the community. It gives me life. I, I like I you know some people come back from a vacation. And they're like, oh, my God, I got to go back to work. I'm like, oh, my God, I get to go back to work. But because of work, I get to go do this thing again in three months. You know, that kind of thing. That's how my brain works. (laughs) It's like I get to go do this in Labor Day and whenever the next event is. And it just it gives me this. It almost makes me just grateful for my existence being around all these positive and loving and caring people. So. Yeah, it, it, it's like I haven't got that injection in a while. You know what I mean? Haven't got my happy juice. So for sure. For sure. <laughs> yeah, so no, uh yeah, yes. Yes. Yeah, so, Amy. Yeah, I, I look forward. I used to y'all kept y'all tickets for next year, right?
2: Yep, we sure did. Because so, uh, friends of ours, the Schwabs, are sitting in the same row as us. So we and, like I think there's a seat in the middle and then it's the two of them. So we've got friends in our row that we were going to hang out, watch, from, you know, Double or Nothing with. We kept the seats so that we could hang with them again next year. We saw them at Double or Nothing and All Out last year. So yeah, for sure.
0: Yeah. So the countdown to Double or Nothing three starts right after this ends. <laughs> exactly. In twenty twenty one. Yes, I'm looking forward to it. Amy, do you have anything else? No, man. Just sit back, enjoy the show, and you know what.
2: Twitter's going to be the live crowd. Let's make the best of it, make the most of it, and have a great time.
0: Yes. You know, we'll we'll have some wrestlers out in the crowd representing us. Austin Gunn, I fully expect you to lose your voice again, uh, cheering your ass off because <laughs> uh, you are me in the crowd. You know what I mean? And it's just uh, we uh, thank everybody that uh, participated in the contest. We uh, We announced the winners earlier. One of the winners was... Our good friend Jackie Rodriguez, I love I love that it was her. And let me tell you, it's about, I go to, uh, what is it, uh, random.org, and I just press the button, and the first two names that came up were the winners. She was two. It was awesome. So I hope you look uh, listen to Double or Nothing. We're going to get a reaction as, uh, out as soon as possible. I'm pretty sure Tiffany will have a reaction up on Heart of the Leap. She has her predictions and previews on Heart of the Leap already posted. So make sure you follow on Heart of the Leap on YouTube. For Amy, this is Floyd reminding you, whether you're at home or as we're going back out into the world, work or you in front of your computer doing school always do your best to be elite